describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. I'm Dan. Where are we from today, Dan? Still in the abyss, 14th layer. I've been, I've seen from the sign and the, the entranceway here is apparently the steaming fen, which is uh, yeah, steaming fen. Okay. Well, you know, listen, steaming fen. It could when you're talking about the abyss, it's a continuum of bad. So that's right. It's not that bad. It's better than the blood tour. Yeah, there's, this is, I don't know if this is the highlight of the trip. Uh, what's, uh, you know, but we still have what, uh, what, I can't even add, 652 layers left, so. Yeah, and this is ruled by the Queen of Chaos, apparently, the creator of Demogorgon. Oh, that's, that's, that is what the internets say, so I'm sure there is a, uh, a lot of lore about that. We should probably just do, we should one of our grog talks should be when when we get done a recap of all the layers of the abyss. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, maybe maybe like a holiday episode. The, yeah, the Christmas special, the yeah. top six hundred and sixty-six layers of the abyss, yeah. starting at six hundred and sixty-six. This layer, exactly. <laughs> Casey Kasem. That's right. <laughs> this request is coming from Topeka, Kansas. Little Susie out there wants to know more about the blood tour. Yeah, <laughs> it's her favorite layer. <laughs> Your favorite layer, exactly. <laughs> this special is for you. Uh, hey, so let's, we have uh, we have John Scott from his igloo in Canada. Ah, very nice. That's uh, he uses beer instead of milk. Well, here's to you. We've been known to be drink at eight in the morning here. Oh, John uh, Scott Prespos is that Prespos? He'll tell you, I think. Man known by many names. Oh, maybe. Uh, Oh, they're all showing up now. They're all popping up because, you know, I will say it's been probably difficult for uh, our fans who have gotten used to us showing up at 8 a.m. in the last couple of times we've been here, there, and everywhere to accommodate. We're like your favorite show that they switch uh, date and times and they don't make it very clear what the schedule is. So. Well, it's particularly cruel when you get them used to 8 in the morning, which they were angry about at first. <laughs> right. Then they adjust. Yes. And then they're... They can't help but get up at 8 in the morning. There's no show. Isn't that like Firefly or something like that? Was, wasn't there a show that they kept bouncing around and it's like the, the network didn't know what to do with them. But in our case, we don't know what we're doing, so we apologize. So if you ever want to know what our schedule is, it is on uh, grogcon.com slash events is where we have any changes and what we're coming up. So 
Let's go over some announcements. GrogCon, unfortunately, as we said, is delayed. Um, there is some talk. I don't know if you've been looking at our Discord, which, we, of course, we encourage everyone to join, about us being part of the Greyhawk Adventure Tournament, Greyhawk Online Tournament. So uh, we need to see about doing that. I think we're interested. It just depends on uh, where you're going to be. I think you're, something's going on in October. We have to go yeah, I, My sense is I'm right you see where I'm sitting right now? Yes. I get the sense I'm here. Okay. In early October. Well, then I will let them know we are. We're ready to. We're ready to run a game. So does go. Does does going to a big college football game in early October sound like something that's going to happen? Ah, you know, this is Michigan football. Uh, they've. I don't think they care at that point. Well, I don't think like, that we. I don't think they care enough about me. Right. <laughs> I think. I, 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 let me rephrase the question. Mm. <laughs> Did, you know, or, or be more specific. Do you, do you think you see me there? Not do you see a game. Oh, do you I see. see me getting a ticket, going to the. I I, I doubt it. I think it's okay. very limited in terms of tickets if it happens. Okay. Well, very good. Well, then if that's the case, we should be. I'll do something. Um, and what we're doing now? This we are in the middle of our uh, grog con, the Grognards Guild. Grognard talk guild. Guild uh, summer tournament. <laughs> uh, so, so, and we did day. We did session one yesterday. Correct. Uh, how do you think that went? Yeah, I give it. Well, I mean, the players did great. They were very yeah. good. I mean, they they made very good moves. I'd give I I give my performance a a C minus, but you know. Okay. Well, they don't need to hear me. The people don't listen to this to hear me complain. Yeah, actually, I think that actually they do. I oh, that's you... the shtick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's actually why they do co come on. I the show. sucked. But no. uh, but we are in the middle of the tournament. We have another. We are doing. We are running three games for three teams, for epic prizes and the honor of being this year's Grognards Guild 2020 Summer Tournament champions. Right. That's a lot to put on that little plastic right. trophy. Yes. I mean. I, the other thing is I hope I can find these trophies again, you know, because people are – and first, why'd you call it plastic? I mean, it's accurate, but this is what they're playing for, for those who have not been here. And for no, those – yeah. Go ahead. I'll just say, for those listening on the podcast, James yes. is holding a small – it's something you'd get out of Think Dollar Store, a little plastic. has a little the, gold star. In the, in the bargain bin of the gold star, so – that's this, this is it's, it. It's the this is a dollar for this. Seriously, I'll give you yeah. fifty cents. Yeah, it's uh, yes, but it's the honor of it. It's the fact that I stuck on in and printed out that you would that you'd be the Grog uh, Grognards Guild winner. So that is what they are playing for. It's amazing we don't have more players. <laughs> well, we didn't charge anything. So, and again, that's uh. <laughs> Thanks to our patrons, we're able to do that. Um, again, there's not a whole lot of expense to it. We do it because it's a lot of fun. Um, and we wrote, uh, and I say we, when I say we, I meant uh, you and Rob wrote The Adventure, which is, what's the name of The Adventure? Oh, uh, don't make me say it. He picked a name. It was terrible. The Secret of Donut Cove. The Donut Cove, yeah. It's a, the it. Secret of Donut Cove. It sounds like a Nancy Drew novel. That's right. I love it. <laughs> The name's terrible. I think it's great. 
It's, it's, <laughs> it's sounds, so terrible. It's great. It sounds hungry. I, I get hungry every time I hear about it. It's like, I thought it was, yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Dave last night was like, it's like a donut. I'm like, yes, that's true. That's, that's right. Exactly that's just, right. It's, it's, very, it's very accurate. Uh, so we're, we're running that again tonight, and then we are running it at 12 o'clock. And so what we're hoping to do, oh, Rob says that was the working title. Well, you know, that you can come up with. Uh, oh, my can, gosh. Is he online? Oh, that was a great yeah. title. I loved that title. I didn't That's know right. he was online. James, uh, yeah. a little warning. Nah, it's more fun. <laughs> 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 I, I think people, th I know some, one of our, our listeners uh, said, you know, I'm always fixated on the chat. Well, the reason I am is because Dan is not looking at the chat. He is just, he is committed to this show. I am running all the other nonsense. So um, Dan has no idea who's on unless I tell him. So. That's true. It's better, it is better that way. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, there, that's the, Rob said it's too late now. So well, you're, dead. Angry. you're dead to him. So there I'd you go. Like why did Menion leave? Is he <laughs> upset with us? Exactly. Yeah. You, you, the show would call you off the rails if I, if I was a part of it. So um, anyway, so, but again, thanks to our patrons, we're able to do that. I also want to mention, uh, Menion says hi, by the way. Hello, uh, He's still on? He is still on. Barely. Um, we also have our Grognards Guild online, as all many of our folks are still shuttered, unable to meet with other D&D players, particularly 1E. Uh, we have DMs Brian and Josh, and what from what I'm reading on the chat, that Ed, DM Ed, is going to start a campaign as well. Um, so if you want to DM, just get on our Discord, let us know. You can start up a game, you can use Meetup to get uh, your your folks together it doesn't have to be a 1e game it does have to be an old school game we are we are old school so you want to run top secret or call of cthulhu or anything like that i mean obviously for us 1e is our kind of our our main main line but uh paranoia i'm thinking about doing a paranoia game so that's where you can organize and give folks who may be in a part of the world due to circumstance unable to play together that's why we're doing this so uh, go out there if you're not playing or you want to play with some great DMs. Uh, I've played with Brian, hopefully play with Josh sooner than later. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, okay, so uh, we are, thanks to our patrons and our numbers continue to grow. Thank you to them. We have to give out a title today. That's great. S so uh, you have your D30s ready? I do. Excellent. I'm ready to go. And... It is old school gaming. That is correct. We are about old school gaming. Nothing. If you want to play new school gaming, plenty of places to do that. You know. So um, today we are giving out a title. Uh, we have a new patron, and it is uh, Augusta Pryor, also known as Aggie, and uh, we are here to give her her title out, which is super exciting. Oops. No, I don't want to open anything. Thank you. I don't want to mail anything. Appreciate that. So, and, and there's there's some early controversy surrounding this, this isn't there? Is, is a controversy or just potential for controversy? James, we're going for ratings. It's controversy. Okay, there's controversy. I like it. Yes, controversy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Have you learned nothing? No, I haven't learned anything. Actually, <laughs> I like how last night during the tournament game. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there. And James, I'm watching James and the other players, and I see J James has a, what you have, a Guinness? 
Yeah, I was drinking Guinness, yeah. Well, that doesn't strike you as any. You were drinking during a tournament game. Right. I mean, are you better that way, worse that way? Does it matter? I'm with you. I'm drinking. That's People should know that. <laughs> okay. They see me drinking. If I'm with you, I'm drinking. Uh, no, I was really angry because I like to have a glass of red wine at dinner each right. night. And I, and I forewent. Is that the right tense? I think so. I foregonded. It's not, for, it's not foregonded. I, for, I forewent my glass of wine so I could be sharp for the tournament. And there you are chugging a Guinness, but okay. Well, uh, technically not just one, but uh, yeah. That's, uh... <laughs> it was a series. I kept seeing a hand. It finished it. Another hand comes in. It finished it. All right, let's go. Let's get this title. So, well, and, and I guess we're not going to – are we going to talk about the controversy now regarding the geography? Sure, yes. I think we should. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, this is – so Aggie Pryor, which let me note is a great name. I mean, I don't know why she needs a title. I would just stick with that, Aggie Pryor. It sounds great. Yeah. Uh, has, has asked for the waterways of Indiana, correct? That's correct. And so the problem is we have so – we already have somebody in the Grog Empire. Correct. Who oversees who, Indiana. That's right. And so the question is, can we – can you take waterways? I, absolutely. And, now, it doesn't sound very controversial. Yeah, because no. and, and she said – she said – She'd kind of want to maybe I would mess with the rule in Indiana, and she kind right. of had us at I want to mess with. Right, exactly. Right? Okay. This is very, you know, like in the My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which everyone who sees it thinks that's how my family was. <laughs> we're Greek. Oh, that, is that how your family is? No, that's, that's, a, that's a movie. But, but there is the, the, the scene where the man is the head, but the woman is the neck. In this case, she is the river. So you can't get anywhere in Indiana unless you're going to go through the river. So I think it's very, it's very good. All right. So yeah. So okay. Controversy of already. Yeah. So sounds great. So this is going to be for the waterways. <laughs> and already okay. they're not happy. So. Oh, see, you assume there wasn't controversy. It really? Well, she, already, already, our Baron of Indiana has already said this will not stand. So yeah, this is already problematic. So it's awesome. We, congratulations. So we've caught, so, 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 so we've His caused couples to split. immensity, barren, belligerent enslaver of Indiana. Well, he is an enslaver. I mean, what would you expect from him? Well, you know, it'd be great is, yeah, if she sided with, because this is very problematic, he's vulnerable now yeah. because she could form an alliance and bring mm -hmm. troops in, be the well, waterway. There's, there's the whole Great Lakes controversy that's happening already with, uh, the scourge and um, the folks from Canada. There's a whole kerfuffle. Oh. That's a word. Yeah, I know. Just, just, just tell me when the dust clears. Okay. Well, the, the the dust will clear on Discord. So anyway, we're ready for a, we're ready for a D30. Okay. Here it comes. Twenty-five divided by two. Uh, well, so we're uh, rounding. So that would be are we rounding up? Thirteen. Yep. Three, six, nine, twelve, thirteen. Commander. Oh, that's very helpful. Oh. The commander, uh, her, we're going to assume gender, uh, a D30. Okay. A1. Sage. Her, the commander, her sage? Yeah, sure. We'll go with okay. that. 
Another D30, please. A9. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Supremacy, sage supremacy. We love the alliterations Ooh. here. Sage supremacy. I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, 15. 12 divided by 2 is 6. 6. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Grand Duchess. Wow. Oh, this is perfect. The Sage Supremacy Grand Duchess. Now it's the 60. It is 30 plus 15, 45. 45. <laughs> Make sure I got this right. 15. Yeah. Yes. Sounds like I hope you do get it right. Yes, you got it right. Poisoner. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Gosh, is sweating. And now a D30. The Baron Belligerent. He's got a poisoner in his waterways. D30. Well, it makes sense. She's, if she owns the waterways. She'll poison him if you... You should hook up with the, you know, the Strangler, maybe. I could see yeah, an alliance. That's what I'm saying. It seems yeah. like our the fair gender are Stranglers and Poisoners. <laughs> <laughs> the dice don't lie. It's not exactly. us. A D30, you said, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A three. Protector. Poisoner Protector. The, another the Poisoner Protector. Or as she's often known, P-squared. P-squared. There's a lot of names, you know. Of the waterways of Indiana. Oh, that's that right. Is, that is a mouthful. I'm not going to lie. That's a lot. <laughs> so she's getting her She is. Her tribute is really paying off. So, all right. So with, uh, I'm, I'm putting this in the chat so we have it memorialized. All right. So by and the you gotta powers. Send it, wait, you got to send it to me. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Because, I can't remember all that. I'm not, I'm not like. The president. I can't remember that many. Do you know what an elephant looks like? Congratulations. Yeah, but I can't. I can't remember. See, this is what they should have given the president. Right. They can repeat this. One of our this titles title? backwards. That would have been more of a challenge. We would fail that. All right. <laughs> I definitely fail. I would have failed it. The one he passed, I would fail. I. Everyone's walking around saying these five things, and I'm like, wait, which one came first? Person? I can't do it. I swear to God. Yes. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh... Well, I spend a lot of time with you, so I'm really not surprised. Every, exactly. Every day is a new day for you. It's, yeah, you, you know I fail the cognitive test. Yeah, exactly. I think you, it's, it's really only because your, your line of work allows you to have breaks in between seeing people that people don't realize how potentially disabled you are. But it's okay. Thank uh, you. Uh, we, all have our, we all have our problems. So by the powers vested in us as the Grog Empire... Uh, as the emperors, we bestow the following title to Augusta Aggie Pryor. Here, we hereby cl- dub thee Augusta Aggie, Aggie Pryor. You're the already commander. in trouble. You're already. You, you're <laughs> not, you can't even get through her normal name. I know, because I'm trying to use her first name and her, her, name, her, her, her name that she wants to be called as. So, Aggie Pryor, you are hereby called, from this for- set time forward, the commander, her sage supremacy... Grand Duchess, the Poisoner Protector of the Waterways of Indiana. Congratulations. Thank you so much, and welcome to the Empire. What do you think she's going to be known as? I think the Poisoner Protector. Yeah. Double P. Double P. P squared. P squared. I like it. I like it. Or the DP. Duchess Duchess Protector. Start over. I try to start over. And I think, do we need to alert the belligerent Baron that... um, Oh, he's on. 
Okay, so are there are there ships coming like already? Is he being invaded now? <laughs> they were waiting at the Indiana border. It was like an entire the Strangler's fleet or something, and the poison protection is waving them in. All right. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to that. And there was a comment by one of our uh, other, uh, you know, high-ranking members of the Empire, who you know we know. We know him as Carlos, but he is the Chamberlain, his most... He is also the irresistible emulator of Clearland, the Chamberlain, his most renowned, illustrious baron. The irresistible emulator. That's right. Yeah. He is the irresistible emulator. You know, what happens if you stop giving tribute? And we've, we've talked about this before, because we understand times are tough out there. And, you know, this is... People are spending their hard money to... Um, you know, give us, to help us run the show, and we appreciate it, and we do this, you know, again, this is not our, we don't put this on our taxes, there's, there's, we're not making anything off this, this is really just a labor of love for us. So, if you are unable to continue to provide your patron, we do not take away titles. What we, what we would say is, if you're not a part of the empire, uh, your title is yours. However, someone, some usurper may come and take over your area. That would be the only downside to it. But you are, You'd be a landless, uh, you know, like all those folks who are in Europe who have the, they, they have the title, but they don't have any lands. Right, right. So it's just kind of honorific. That's right. Exactly. Okay. Hey, the, speaking of uh, senior, senior members, the Chamberlain from Australia, David Thompson, is on. Excellent. So, Welcome, Chamberlain. Okay. So is it time? So right now we already have people who are uh, in various parts of the empire deciding they're going to fill their waterways with concrete instead of it being potentially taken over. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Well, you know, well it, pays done, to, sir. it pays to listen to the show. That's right. That's right. If you're not paying attention, your lands and titles may be taken. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was your... Oh, I, I do was just have, saying... Go ahead. I was just asking, what's next? What's next is iTunes reviews. We really appreciate. We have been asking, and people have taken the call, and uh, we've gotten some five-star reviews. What do you think about that, Dan? I think it's sensational. Who, who doesn't like positive reinforcement? That's right. Well, wait till you hear the, the one. Uh, so the first one, they rolled a 20. I really warmed up to the podcast. The guests and their insights are amazing. And though, and though, wait for it, right? That's like getting a performance review. You are the best employee we've ever had. But right. you, you forget everything before that. Now it's the but. Though Dan and James tend to ramble on some of the shows, I'm right there with them. They, these are the same sorts of bizarre ponderings I have. Great job, guys. So thank you from uh, Kothag via Apple Podcasts. And the second one is a great podcast about AD&D. So there was no lies told there. I will say it was pretty truthful. It's all true. Uh, this is a pleasant podcast to listen to in regards to Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Harkens back to 1980 sometime. And listen about the advanced way to play this game. The show is insightful and humorous with a fantastic guest list who know what they're talking about because they were there. Uh, from DM Leroy in Canada, our dear friend from the west side of the continent. Very nice. Thank you for, for both of those reviews. So if uh, you know what's what uh, apparently if you do iTunes reviews, more people can find us, which again, we you know, we are if we're anything, we're slightly vain. It's we want people to listen when we think would be great so has, has wizards of the coast called yet to hire no. us or, no. or sue us it's one of the two no, no. all right there was, we don't even <laughs> we don't even rate for that we would be jumping for joy if we got sued 
Yeah, because, wow. Really? They care? That's, That's right. awesome. That would be great. We should do something to get sued. We're, we're going to need to, well, there's lots of ways to get sued, Dan. I think you're, <laughs> I think you're aware of that. It's just. Uh... <laughs> right. You want to pick one that's, the ramifications aren't too severe. All right. So now we are ready for random encounter. So my understanding of the random encounter is we're, we're with a poisonous snake or spider. Which one was it? It was a snake, I believe. Wasn't it was it? a snake, right? Because I wrote down spider, but then I thought, no, it's not a spider because we had a spider before. That was Charlotte. We can't have another one. So we made it a snake. Yes, I think it was a snake. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. okay. So the snake is here in the 14th layer, and we're now to determine the challenger. Okay. I rolled a one. That's the fiend folio, correct? Correct. Okay. So now I need you, James, to roll a d10. Determine the monster level. Level. Yes. And five. Oh, a five. Or I'm sorry, not the monster level, the location. I'm turning, I'm flipping. Yep. Oh, subarctic conditions. Oh, subarctic conditions. All right. Yeah, subarctic conditions. So now I need you to roll the predominant terrain. Roll a, well, I guess they'll do a D8. There's seven predominant terrains in the subarctic condition. Six. Oh. Mountains. Mm -hmm. Now I need you to roll percentile. In the mountains of the uh, tundra? What kind of terrain is it? Uh, well, mount, uh, subarctic. Subarctic, yes. 45. Herd animal. <laughs> no, but it, herd animal's got that great picture. Doesn't it have that yeah. great drawing where the, where the people are running? I mean, it's yeah. Unfortunately, they're not being eaten. No, but it's still in the. It, it's still very monster manual esque, if yes. I recall. Yeah, it's like a gazelle or, or a, something like that. Yeah, it's a giraffe. Herd. Yeah. So we've got page fifty-one for those playing at home. Herd animal. All right. So wait. I'm going to quit. No, stop. Don't look. Turn your eyes. Sorry, Duncan. Okay. What is its frequency? <laughs> I have Did no you idea. see this? No, I didn't right. see it, actually. I'm, right, I'm well, going to you... say common because it's a herd animal. I would think it's common. You are correct. Common. Exactly. Number appearing. Uh, God. 10 to 100? I have no idea. That's pretty good. No, you're doing well. I have more confidence. You need to say it you know, with confidence. 20 to 200 paren or more. So uh, I guess you can look now. I just wanted to know if you would. Uh, well, and they're lawful evil, I assume. Chaotic evil, right? <laughs> no, neutral with evil in parentheses. That's right. Parenthetical <laughs> no, evil. That's not true, of course. They're, they're neutral. They don't care. They're just neutral. Uh, AC 8-7. We're going to have to learn about that. Movement 15 inches, 24 inches. Hit dice 1 to 5. There's a lot of stuff. Variable stampede. Oh, special tax stampede. That sounds good. Uh, small, medium, or large. There is a lot of variety going on here, James. But I do love. Yes, why are they? Why is that giraffe chasing them? Are giraffes aggressive? Is there maybe baby giraffes nearby? Well, that's what's great about the monster manual. I said it on Twitter that uh, it is the it is the help guide for the DM how to use the herd animal. Because when you <laughs> roll up herd animal, you're like, meh. This is right. see a herd animal. So no, you're have saying the giraffe you're, chase them. Yeah. Yeah. So when the giraffe is chasing them, and the player's like, "That is so unrealistic, man. A giraffe isn't going to just chase." <laughs> you just show them the picture. 
Show him the picture. <laughs> Gary says yes. That's right. That's I love it. it. Um, okay, so herd animals live in all climes. Muskoxen and reindeer at the North Pole. I like how he says North Pole. So, like, there's a North Pole. and So, Greyhawk has a North Pole or whatever, or all, all fantasy lands have a North yes. Pole. Well, if it's a, I think it's a Earth analog, Oeth, or right. Orth, Orth, not Oeth, excuse me. Um, it's, it's a, it's an Earth analog. It has a pole, and it's... Right. It's the one I mean, at the top. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> It must be a North Pole. So, giraffe and antelopes at the equator. So, what would this, okay, or any of our listeners, is, is Chamberlain of Australia, is that subarctic? <laughs> subarctic mountainous. Further well, south, he, he he mentioned caribou. Uh, one someone mentioned a caribou. I think that's an excellent point. Yes, caribou. So this and, is. A, go ahead. So okay, so I think yeah, I think a herd of caribou. Okay, it's a herd of ca- well, we don't do no, a herd. I know we don't. Well, he's going to break away from it. He's in a herd. That's right. He gets lost. This is this is mutual of Omaha's wild kingdom because we have a poisonous snake by the river here in the 14th layer and one of the poor herd animals leaves and yeah. circle of life. <laughs> how did he, how did he get there? <laughs> Somebody summon him. Do you have summon herd animal? Summon herd. That'd be a good spell. Summon herd. Yeah, that's Not herd animal. Uh, the herd, right. Summon herd. Attacks are simply, okay, I'm sorry. The smallest will have, but one hit die. The largest will have five. So, the question is, and we probably need help from our listeners, how many hit dice would a caribou have? What's is a caribou? Do we have anything similar? Like, do we have musk oxen? I mean, well, no, musk oxen would be. I had that at musk oxen. I had that in my head because it was under herd animal. What would be similar? Do you think? Then, uh, well, I, I don't know what your question is. I don't understand your question. I apologize. Well, the hit, the hit, the hit dice are variable. It's, it's based upon the type of creature. So the question is, if it's a caribou, what's the hit dice for a caribou? It's anywhere from one to five. Right, roll a d10 and divide by two. That's what I would do. Really? You wouldn't? Don't, well, no, you wouldn't do that as a DM, though. Why wouldn't I? I mean, you would do it. Wouldn't you do it? I think it's based upon the size. Don't you think? I, I, I would think that you're, you would decide. I mean, a giraffe isn't going to be, I mean, unless it's young, so it's like dragons. Yeah, well, I mean, if it's a small, if it's a baby giraffe, I think that's what it said, right? Based on the smallest. Oh, I see what you're saying. Smallest is based on the type of animal, not smallest. Well, that's what I would have thought. Yeah, no, you're right. I agree with you. Oh, okay. So then the question is, what do we think of a, a caribou? So um, uh, John said uh, that we should uh, look at Dragon One Thirty Seven, which of course is a little past our time. So yeah. Uh, but it does have lists here. Now, do they have it in the Monster Manual or in the Fiend Folio, the types of animals? You could go to Conjured Animal uh, in the DMG if I was going to try to use random tables. Yeah, because we're in real – well, I guess oh, – I'm gonna. well, you do that. I'm going to keep reading here because we need to see what other information. This could be challenging that we need. attack. Because usually they're thinking of, of a herd coming here. Right. Not just one stray. Attacks are simply a matter of the animals in questions, animals in question, mode of defense, horns, budding, hooves, flight. Damage is a factor of defense, attack mode, 
and size and strength. As herd animals are not aggressive, despite the picture. Well, I'm sorry, I guess he's stampeding. They will stampede away from what they perceive to be the greatest threat to their safety. Human or humanoids of about man size or less will be trampled to death if caught in the path of a stampede. Exactly. Or, be, or, or will require you to hold them for inordinate amounts of time. Okay, so let's talk about the herd animal. Okay. So the herd animal is I am I'm walking along, I see a herd. Yes. And the only real concern I have is if it's going to stampede, correct? Correct. Oh, unless you're going to okay. eat it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, because then it's, then it's its mode of defense. Attacks are simply a matter of the animal in question mode of defense. So if I'm going to try to hunt it and eat it, it's going to. And so then you've got to figure out, so, so I've got to, so the herd animal isn't really, this is not providing a lot of information for me, understandably, because it's, there's such a broad range of animals that would be in a herd. This isn't doing much for, this is, we're struggling here, aren't we? Well, we're struggling because we're trying to make it more complicated than it is. <laughs> this is first edition. Right, exactly. It is that complicated. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say... I would start with like some of these other folks. There's a horse. I would start with a horse. That's kind of a herd animal. Horse yes. or a... Oh, there is a horse. Yeah, there's a horse. I didn't know there was an entry for a horse. Yes, there's a horse. Okay, there is. You're right. I think that's an excellent idea. What would this be? This would probably be equal to what? Like a medium well, it's, horse? Yeah. If, if well, Or a wild horse. Are we saying a caribou or is that... Still... Caribou. Yes. Yeah, so caribou would probably be a light horse. Light horse? It's either light or medium, is what I would say. Yep. Yeah, there's not much difference. I, I, I would say, I, I guess let's go with, I say light horse. All right. You think? Sounds good. You don't have to argue with me here. This is, this is why we play it. What's interesting is, of course, we DM'd yesterday, and no matter how much time and effort you put into it, there's always something that you're still going to have to adjudicate on the fly, and this would be a perfect example. And, and we love the random. We love the random tables. And this is one where, as a DM, you'd have to go, oh, crap, herd animal. What does that mean? And you don't have, you know, in our case, three hours to figure out what the herd animal is, right? So... All right, so we're going to figure, no, yeah, oh, you're right. No, I agree. You know, thank you, James, for the pep talk. You are absolutely right. We, we can handle this. So caribou have, let's, caribou have horns, don't they? They have two horns? Or am I thinking of muskox? I'm probably thinking of muskox. Do caribou have, what do caribou attack with? I don't know. I, I, are, they, are they like a reindeer or not? Or are they more like cows? I, I've watched yes. a lot of Yes, yes. <laughs> I have no idea. I would pull a picture up, but you know I'll lose the connection. Yeah, let's see, caribou. Pull up a caribou. I think they're like reindeer, aren't they? Not, not princess caribou. What do caribou eat? Let's see what a caribou. Oh, Jesus, is so. Yeah, they have. They're 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 glorified deer. Oh, so they have they have antlers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they would attack with their antlers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have the big... Oh, okay. they, have, they look like reindeer. Oh, okay. So basically the reindeer, which doesn't help us because I don't think we have reindeer. All right. Yeah, but they so, have rams. You could do ram. There's also Oh, a ram. you're right. You're right. They have ram, right? Or goat. Is that under goat? It's a type of goat. Well, there's... Wasn't a ram like a... I don't, I don't know. I have to look ram. <laughs> this is terrible. 
Uh, Why do we have a podcast? Ram, giant Ram. There you go. Okay. Page 81. What's up? Which I like. Yes. Okay. Now they're they're nastier though because they've got those two big ones. They they charge you and they, they ram you. Yeah. Well, these things have the big clover. Yes. Things. I say two attacks. They're two because you're right. They they will. I say two attacks. Well, they have one horn. How are they going to attack with two horns? Huh? How, they have one oh, horn. Right. They don't attack twice with that. What do you? Oh, I was thinking that you know it comes out like. No, but you're right. They headbutt once. They charge once. But okay. Yeah, with with those antlers. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. One at. Uh, I'd say that's like a. What's a spear? One to six. Wow. You you okay? Sure. How many hit? Well, let's start with the hit dice. Okay. So we say we're going to go with the ram size because the ram's pretty big size, giant ram. Yeah, I say it's three. I would say it's last. I'd say it's three. Three. Okay. Three hit dice. Three hit dice. And it's. I say it's one attack, at one to six. Okay, you're kind of that's a little nerfing. I was going to say like oh. the four hit dice ram does two to twelve. I know it just seems. How about a d8? Okay, because the spirit of the herd animal is humans and humanoids are about man size or less will be trampled to death. I love that. That's awesome. I mean, even David. I mean, David mentioned that, and I read it again. He's exactly right because you could just see that in a random encounter, right? The party's walking through the plains and they see a bunch of giraffe or whatever. And, and uh, you know, they, they somehow, like, they throw, one of the stupid players throws a rock or shoots a magic missile at them just to annoy them, and then they get trampled to death. Yeah, or, right, so, or something else happens. They're spooked by whatever. You're walking by, yeah. and there's a herd of whatever, giraffe, and some bird lands on one of them, and they get spooked. And what I love about this it doesn't say anything about roll. It says no. will be trampled to Correct. death. Exactly. If the stampede is coming at you, which you'd have to adjudicate, I would basically, I, I'd basically say if they uh, uh, move towards you, 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 I'd give them a saving throw. And if they didn't save, they were trampled to death. You know, we could do that. We could have the snake is moving along. And then there is a, a herd. Okay. And he's startled by the herd. And then you roll to see where the herd goes. We could have the champ be a, be a herd. <laughs> okay. You know, that's great about us. We can make the rules as we go. So if you'd what like What do you it, think? I like, a herd? I like the you herd. You like it? I like the herd. Okay, so how would... So, because... No, and this is important. The, the herd of demonic caribou. <laughs> that's what we oh, have. Oh, wait a second. Oh, wait. Oh, hell's the one that's got the stench cow. That's right. Oh, that's my... Uh, that was a song I wrote back in the 80s. You're nothing but a stench cow. That's, uh, that's how bad Right. It is. That's right. By, the ba- by your band, the pseudo stench undead. cow. That's right. That's oh, right. I thought it was stench cow. Oh, stench cow. Yeah, that's right. That's a great, ba- <laughs> that's a great band name too, stench cow. So. That was taken. All right, right. You got a letter, a cease and desist letter from the, the other stench, stench cows. cow. I mean, <laughs> it's just awesome. So wait, what's the... Yeah, so we're doing the... So, so yeah, what, what is the herd animal... In the abyss. It is probably something. So it's like a demonic caribou. Yeah, demonic caribou. The demonic caribou? Another great band. The demonic, yeah, they were, they were great. They must be from Canada, right? They're, they're, uh, yeah, they're they, were, naked, they, were. they opened for the bare naked ladies, the demonic yeah, caribou. They, they're, yeah, they, I think outside of Calgary, I believe. You know? um, so yeah, the demonic. Okay, so we've got the demonic caribou. Oh, David caribou. agrees with me. Save versus death to be trampled. Okay, that's perfect. Demonic caribou, that's the name oh. of the band. Okay, because this is what we need to talk about. Because we need to let people know how they should properly handle a herd. 
So David Thompson says, save versus death. To, to, yeah, to be avoided, trampled, yeah. Well, the first thing is it's got to come at you. Yeah, you'd have to decide. Is it, is in it your startled? Way? Which way is it going? And if it's going your way, then save versus death. Okay, why save versus death? Is that to get out of the way? Yeah, that's to avoid being killed. Somehow, magically, you get away from it. Can we talk a little bit about this use of saves versus... Because I, I, I've sensed this different, different DMs will use save compared to uh, attribute checks, skills check. I mean, I tend to like things like dex check, strength check, but there's also people who like to use the save. So we're going to go on this tangent. Okay. Uh, oh, and uh, the demonic caribou from Norway. I'm sorry. That just makes sense. Norwegian death metal is... Ah. That's true. That's... Uh, who, who is... Um, God, I forgot. I was just watching that about Norwegian death metal. Uh, what is it? Uh, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, now I'm completely scatterbrained. Say the five things. What? what person? Television? <laughs> Elephant cat. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Say it. We should do a test for each show. So, so that's right. It's the cognitive test. Uh, so your the question is, and I think this is a good question. You know, do you use saving throws or do you use uh, ability checks? So, well, I think the old schoolers would say you should use saving throws because the saving throws are attuned to the class and they promote class versus these kind of attributes, which are really meant to provide bonuses or, or negatives to, to um, skills. And they're much more, they don't, again, take into account the, uh, the proficiency that someone would have as in their class. So we look at the saving throws, for instance, obviously spellcasters do better against magic, save versus magic. They have the best saving throws. And as other people are putting out, saving throws a, adjust with level. So I try, but though I'm not going to say I'm as consistent, I like using saving throws for things, uh, well, the purists would say try to craft into saving throws because you have five of them, and it's, it's class-based, it's class-favored, and uh, it scales to level. The attribute thing says, well, if you're doing a, uh, a you know, if you're trying to bend bars, lift gates, we, they, that is directly tied to... Um, uh, to strength, they have a they have a way to do it, and it's a mechanic based on the attribute. So, and then in, in modules, we've seen where people started using the mechanic of rolling under a d20 to uh, a tournament. So, I think it's what they're trying to do. What happens if you uh, fail? Is there a penalty for failing? And uh, that's how you should determine it. Technically, what you could do is, if you really cared, you'd be like, well, if, if you were running an adventure, it'd be like, okay, where's the herd? So if you were using, you know, going very miniature battle map-ish, where's the herd? How big is the herd? Where am I? What's its movement? What's my movement? All of those things, right? So this is what I'm going to lie before, James. So this is, and look, and here's, here's the reality of things, is you do the best you can as a DM. You make the call. And you move on, right? right? So I would like to ask that I'm not a big fan of using saving throws for things they were not specifically designed for, but I'm willing to go with it as a baseline. But what I would like to lie before is adjustments based upon the size of the herd 
and the movement of the snake. You know, in other words, so it should be, it's just, why is it a, you know, it shouldn't just be a 13 just because it says 13. There's a lot of variables going on here. Sure. If you want to make think? it take even longer, absolutely. And, yes, and, and I, I and do. And I do the same thing. So in my campaign, I kind of split the baby in that I like the idea of the ability checks for certain things that are, you know, dodging dexterity, you know, yes. lifting things or leaping strength or, you know, the, the classic, I'm a magic user do I, or I'm a cleric. Do I know about this other religion? Do I know anything about right. it? I have no idea. We know you, if, unless it's obvious, you can sit there and adjudicate. Well, yeah, everyone knows the basic, you know, major, everyone's taken major religions in, you know, uh, college. So you have the basics, but you wouldn't know the exact ritual. Uh, so what I do is I use the, the attribute check, and then depending on who, so if you're a cleric, you, and it's a wisdom type of ability check, I give them a bonus. And if it's a magic user, they get an intelligence bonus. And if it's a fighter, they get a strength bonus. And, you know, that's, and the later editions do that as well. That's basically how that's, that's how they do it, is you get a proficiency bonus. So I've made it even more complicated. So the issue comes, do you want to make it more complicated? Yes. Then you are you are free to do what's exactly what you said. Okay. What I'd like to first do then, since you've handed over control to me, it sounds like is that right? Do I understand this correctly? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we need look because this may be a continuing champ. Right. We need to. I'd like to roll for the the size of the herd. Yes. That's going to be relevant. Correct. So how is so 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 twenty to two hundred? That's ten. That's uh, you have to roll d ten twenty times. <laughs> I mean, you'll have to do it that way. That's you can no, do, you can no, do D20, you don't want you can do D twenty. Yeah, it's, yeah, D ten twenty times. Okay, are you ready? Wait, so that means what? Well, wait a second, that makes it a big old bell curve. It's an enormous bell curve. I mean, I'm not have a problem with that. Well, it's a big. It's gonna be a big bell as opposed yeah. to just. I mean, if you read it, if you want to get from twenty to two hundred without uh, skewing it, you're gonna roll a D ten twenty times. Right, or, or if you wanted it to be flat, well, this would you be could this just, would, yeah. Well, it's it's good. No, no, it's no. Good. This is gonna be this is gonna be a big old bell. Yeah, it's, it's gonna a big be a bell curve, right? Right. If you wanted it to be flat, you'd roll something like I don't know. You could you know like a twenty sided to figure out what tens you're in, well, you, and then yeah, you could well you could roll a ten sided and roll a twenty and multiply it by twenty. I mean that's the other thing. You could, and that would be. So what you, all right, what are we doing? <laughs> well, it's up to you. I, I don't feel like what rolling 20 D10, so I think you should just... No, I agree with you. I think, so if I wanted to get, so wait, so, so 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 10. I would just roll 10, a D20 and multiply 20, it by 30, 10. 40, 40, 50, 60, 70, 18, 19, 20. There's 19. I'm going to, no. Uh, uh, all right. We'll do that. We'll do that. And then we'll do, yeah. So we're going to do a, a D10. Ooh. A D20 and, and multiply it by 10. Oh yeah, D10. Right, yeah. I'm sorry, D10 multiplied by 10. No, you're right. No, I like you. No, no, it's it, it's I like it. Let's do a D20 and just see what number we get. And as long as see if it's between two and twenty. All right. Okay. Or two. Well, actually, two and nineteen. Sixteen. And now I'm rolling a D10, right? Because it's gonna be it's gonna be 160. Does this make sense? Yeah, sure. 167. Okay. Perfect. Yes. There's 167 of them. Okay, so we have a herd of 167 demonic caribou. Hold on, let me write this down. And we obviously, 
I guess we don't want to think about a name until we know if yeah, demonic the demonic herd. The, it's kind the, of its name right there. That's right. The demonic caribou. I mean, what you want? A gang, the demonic you want, caribou. You want a gang yeah. name or something? <laughs> no, I mean, that's, yeah, you don't need another name. Okay, so now their movement is somewhere like between 15 to 24. I don't know. If, well, it's a snake. Poor snake, man. This thing is going to get trampled. Oh, my gosh, and it might be surprised. Can you be surprised by 167 caribou? Whoa. <laughs> you turn around the corner. <laughs> what the? <laughs> you walk in. That's why. Oh, my God. If you surprise, it's worse to surprise them. Exactly. Yeah. Don't you think? Well, you need to run, but you got to run carefully. Because if you surprise them, they get startled. Right. You don't want to startle them. Well, this is interesting. Someone, uh, uh, Blindstein of the Mountain said there was an interesting article in Dragon Magazine 1 that includes a combination of die rolls versus character attributes. So there you go. I mean, I've seen some of the other comments going back to the attribute things. I've seen, you know, because there's plenty of game systems that um, you take your attribute and you roll, let's say, like typically you roll 3d6 to get your attributes. The more challenging, you roll 4d6. Less challenging, you roll 2d6. That kind of thing. You can do that as well. So Yes. Okay, so all right, let's start talking about this. So the snake, what what is going to be the? Should we first roll to see distance? Well, oh, he, no surprise. Well, yeah. Well, there has to be surprise first. Correct. Yeah. So we have to roll a d6. You're the okay. you're the interloper, right? I'm the I'm the champion. I'm the cantaloper, caribou loper. Yeah. You're the yeah. I'm the I'm the champ. So I'm the snake. I'm the herd. I'm a poisonous. You know what the problem with herd animals? Oh, I was going to say. I thought you what the problem with the show is, and I was going to say, well, we don't have time. Well, that's for a that. longer show. Yeah. They they have such a herd mentality. They do such groupthink. Hey, do you think I have herd immunity? I'm here all week. Wow. All right, I'm rolling. Wow. And I got to play with you tonight. Awesome. <laughs> I'm right. I'm going to be asleep for then. Just drink some wine. Uh, the snake Sick. is not surprised. I am not surprised. Okay, so I see. All right, no, so now snake. It's, now it's distance. Now it's just, and, and that's going to make a difference. Wow, they're pretty close. They are 50 yards away. Oh, boy. Okay. So now, all right, so I guess we're going to be startled at some point. Well, I want to eat one demonic oh, cow. Oh, you're right. You're, you're slithering up. Right. You're going to, that's right. I'm picking off the weak. I've watched Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. You're right. You're right. And then, and then when you do that, that's when we stampede. <laughs> That's when you stampede, okay. exactly. I'm with you. So, I agree. So I'm, All just, right. I'm going after the weak. I, I've, been, I, I've been slithering in the, the demonic subarctic, yeah. even though I'm probably frozen to death as a cold-blooded creature. But, hey, that's another story. Why? Yeah, that's, an, <laughs> that, that, that's another story. That's neither here so, nor there. So I'm like the old, I'm like an old, decrepit. That's right. Arab, demonic caribou. The, the, the demonic snake looks waiting for his prey. <laughs> the poor demonic caribou they're all demonic yeah, that's how you make them scary the demonic caribou the grand the grandfather this the old sage yeah was was telling a tale to his other little whelps and all of a sudden he comes out and attacks yeah and and, and, the, and the and the old caribou wonders why all the baby caribou are starting to slowly walk off <laughs> Back away. Where's everyone going? <laughs> he thinks his, his story is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, so it's initiative. 
Okay. So now I'm just one poor caribou. That's right. The, your special attack is stampede. That's the that's. I'm gonna, okay. I rolled a three. three. Oh, simultaneous. Okay. So we said you're equal to a ram still. Or is that what we said, or what? What is going to be? Now I was three hit die. Okay. Well, I'm a we. I'm, I'm an old man. Okay. AC. You're AC six. That's what I care about. Okay. All right. AC six. Poisonous snake. Ooh, pretty powerful. I like it. I got poison. Well, I strike the poor caribou, demonic caribou, with a 16. So guess what you get to roll, caribou? You take two points of damage. Okay. I assume it's save or die. That's right. That's right. The ghost okay. of David Attenborough. That's exactly Here it goes. What I like about our crowd, uh, a 1E crowd knows exactly what Mutual of Omaha is. Yeah. No, if everyone else would be like, what? Huh? Oh, my gosh. You rolled a 20? No. The opposite. Oh, you rolled a one. All right. <laughs> I was weak. I was ready to go. I probably was about to die in natural causes anyway. And then they, uh, they were like, wow, that's great, Grandpa. <laughs> it's so dramatic. It's like, wow, <laughs> the special effects are amazing. Grandpa's really getting into this. I don't know how they, can they clap? They, can they clap their hoofs? They are. They, they don't see the snake behind it. They just see him kind of like, ah. They're clapping their hoofs. Hey, well done. And then, and then, and then you know, like their mom, who's of course the daughter of Grandpa, comes over like, "Oh, what's going on, kids? Ah! <laughs> kids, what did you tell me?" And now it's like the frog. He's the the snake has got the head of the caribou. He's yes. trying to, you know, the antlers are sticking out of it. That's right. So you know what? It, oh, it's all right. Well, now it's all right. It's time to roll for it's stampede time. Well, now baby, it's an, yeah. I'm just I'm, yeah. Th there's terror. So now it's initiative. The snake is not realizing what he's done. Yes. So we got to figure out. So we're gonna. It, uh, he's gonna try to slither away. Obviously, if he can, he's gonna spit up his prey and try to run right. away. He's like telling the kids to be quiet. Shh. Shh. Quiet, kids. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's like this. That's <laughs> right. They're like, what? We don't understand. That grandpa's that leg stuck out. Yeah. Yep. What's that snake saying? <laughs> All right, All so right. it's initiative. Ooh, I rolled All a six. Right. Now, I've heard a party initiative, but this is herd initiative. This is herd right? initiative. That's right. Okay. A four. All right, well, he's going to try to slither away at 15. Okay. So okay. now you're going to have to come up with the rules for this herd uh well, he's not, well going, he's not slowly running at 15. He's moving slower. He's taking Grandpa with him. Exactly. He's, <laughs> he's got Grandpa. He's got right. Where's Grandpa going? Where's Grandpa? Yeah, Papa, no, I'm definitely faster. Papa. <laughs> I'm definitely faster than you. Well, <laughs> Let me go. So you're, are you going to do a D8 to figure out which way the herd is going? And what? Yes, okay. So let's talk. Yeah, what do you think? So I've got 167. So the question is, yeah, what would I? Yeah, I think it, I think a... A D. Well, D8 well, would know. be the cardinal thing. Should it be less because I've got 167? I mean, that's a pretty big group. Okay, so here's the, let's just say, the snake is here. The herd is here. You could either argue they're going to go D8, right, as a herd, or they, yeah. you could do yeah. like a D4 because they're so large that, you know, the, the other cardinal, northwest, southwest, doesn't matter. The, and the, the one and four, they're going to move towards the snake. If they move away from the snake, because they could... Heard they could panic the other way. 
Oh, absolutely. They and they panic. could panic north or they could panic south, which wouldn't do anything to him. It's only if they panic towards him that he's a dead man, in my opinion. I think, I think, well, what do you say? One in how many? One in four. One in, one in four chance that he's there, the herd is stampeding right. in the direction of the snake. Correct. Okay. That's what I like. So, all right, what number? All right. Now, before so, this, I, I even right. hate to say it, but I have to show that uh, we're paying attention. The Chamberlain Brandywine did re- remember uh, divine intervention. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. See, it's 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 the herd the herd mind. You can't I, herd. When people yes. go on iTunes, they can't blame us totally for this. Can I can I can I can I can I roll? Am I of out? Of course, of, no. You you please do, please. Yes. Okay. Well, the problem is no, you don't, right I don't, now. I've got like a you know a, there's a there's a kitten. You have a herd. The, you just there's a kitten in the box. I do have a herd. Okay, I'm rolling. Well, look, doesn't he? All right, so I'm rolling because we don't even know who's going to be divine intervention because we don't know who's dying. Right, yet. exactly. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm slow. He suggested, he's saying divine intervention on, on Grandpa right. Caribou. Correct. Oh, my gosh, he's right. Okay, kitten, I need you to ask. All right, do you need? Okay, all right. No, I, I don't need the need cat. To I don't need this. to watch it. Yes, you do. You say that, but then you insult me and accuse me. I've never you, insulted you, impl- you. Well, I, you I've insulted you, not about this, but I've ins- I've just stated the fact that it seems to happen. <laughs> you're you're like, hey, Dan, when I insult you, you'll know it. <laughs> That's right. This is- <laughs> if I was going to insult you, it's not. I'm, I'm not passive aggressive. That's right. You'll know it. You suck. That's right. Right. I'm not going to do you're that. Fine. Okay. All right, kitten. I'm going to roll around the kitten. Oh, okay. He didn't like that. He's out of there. She didn't. Like- okay. Here we go. No, it's an 87. Okay. Okay, so no, poor Grandpa Caribou. Surprisingly. All those years, and he doesn't even get any help. Okay, so now it's time for the, the die four. Okay? Yep. You ready for this? He, a one. A one means they're coming at you. Do we ever have a name for the snake? Uh, no. I th- oh, we were going to okay. call him Jake the Snake or Snake Plipskin. There was a few of them from last time. I don't <laughs> okay. think we ever... Well, it may be over. Here we go. Uh, okay, kitten. So one is death, basically. For one is they're charging towards him, and then we're going to well, give him a save. Well, you guys are it. giving a save. Yeah, yeah. It says if you're stampeded, you're... But I guess the save... Well, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay. I think one should be death, but whatever. Oh, whatever. That's fine. One! Oh, God. Can you see that? I see it. I see it. One! So, so yes. you don't want to give him a saving throw. That's You're the DM. No, I don't want to. No, I do not. Okay, uh, no, then he's I dead. Be, no, what do you think? We did, we did all that discussion about saving throws. Okay, well, you could also say if he saves, he has one hit point, that he somehow does, avoids instant death. Okay, hang on. Let's talk about that. Humans uh, humans or humanoids of about man's size or less. Well, I think he's bigger than that, snake. first of all. He's a large. He is? Yeah, his snakes are... Oh, he's large? He's large. Oh. Maybe that's why he gets a save. Yes, I like that. Oh, okay. He's large. He wants a re... This kitten wants a re-roll. Okay. So, that's why. All right. So, let's do that. Okay, he's large. So, the question is... Well, and I guess save also includes kind of chances of luck, right? Skill, all that stuff. I know you already talked about all that. Okay. So, now the question... This is what I think it should be. I think it should be a save versus paralyzation, and I'll tell you why. 
Does he freeze? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? How would you decide what category? Well, I think there's explanations of the different saving throws. Did they have that somewhere? Oh, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know. I didn't realize. I don't know that. if it's in this one or not. I forgot. I didn't know you were going here, but it does make sense. Saving throws. It represents a chance for the figure concerned to avoid the cruel results of fate. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. I'm reading on page 80 under saving Correct. throws. It represents the chance for the figure concerned to avoid, or at least partially avoid, the cruel results of fate. Well, this certainly would be fate. By means of skill, luck, magic protections, quirks of fate, and the aid of supernatural powers, the character making his or her saving throw takes none or only part of the indicated results. The various saving throws are shown on the appropriate tables. So then the question becomes... Well, I think you pick it based on what makes the most sense. So you could what do you eat, think? Well, I, I like the idea of petrification or polymorph. Um, I like the idea of breath weapon because he, they're trying to avoid something that's dexterous. Or the old death magic. See, to me, poison, paralyzation, or death magic, that's something that's striking your body and it's causing almost like a system shock. So. Oh, right. Where's breath weapon? Breath yeah, weapon is, not... is literally just, you know, you're trying to avoid getting blasted by something. Yeah, what are those asterisks? There's two asterisks next to breath weapon. And where well, I that's don't part see. Of, that's, exclu uh, that's excluding, that's on the bottom of 79, oh, there it is. those yeah, which cause petrification or polymorph. Okay. So what do you think? I, th I kind of like breath weapon. Breath weapon? Well, breath weapon's the hard one, yeah, so that's good. See, this is why I don't like using saving throws, is I'm trying to cram this into a category, and there doesn't seem to be a very good fit. Or, but okay. Or save versus think? death. I mean, that's, there's, I mean, you can go with the classic. Save versus well, it's death. death magic. Everyone says death. It's death magic. Yeah, that's true. They kind of, they do, it's, it doesn't, it does say death magic. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm with you. It's all kind of, I mean, I kind of like. I like death right. weapon because it's the hardest for most, uh, most players. It has the hardest one. But fighters okay. have the best chance for it. Well, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, if that's what you... Yeah, all right. We're, all right, let's go with... All right, we're but going I, with... You know, but there's people saying save versus petrification. And um, again, the key thing about saving throws is you should... Oh, even though it says certain death, players should always have a chance to avoid... It shouldn't be... It sh there should always be the save or die. It shouldn't just be die. Unless it's an obvious... You fell 5,000 feet or something like that. And even then, you could argue, well, they're heroic characters. There should always be a 5% chance of somehow miraculously you save. But you, that would be going against the monster manual. Yeah. Right? I mean, monster manual says death. Yes. We'll be trampled to uh -huh. death. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so well, what it you, says, what you, well, it says humans and demi-humans. But what Gary Gygax and what, what the Chamberlain is pointing out is that yet because the player character is all important, he or she must always or nearly always have a chance, no matter how small, a chance to somehow escape what otherwise inevitable destruction. That's interesting. Many will not be able to do so, but the escapes of those who, are, who do are what the fabric of this game is created upon. So that's the it's idea. It's kind of like the Indiana Jones kind of Correct. thing. So the stampede's coming, and he, I don't know, finds a rock or whatever, and it's, exactly. they're all jumping over him, that kind of thing. Right. 
hero has a chance to live. Right. Okay. Even if it's a one, even if he, you know, he needs a 20, he should have a chance uh, okay. to do that. All right, DM. All right. Pick the category. I'm, I'm picking, uh, I'm going to go, uh, I was been convinced, I'm going to go with uh, uh, petrification. I'm going to stick. I kind of like that too, because you're kind of petrified. Right. Right? It's, it's like to avoid being petrified, like being able to move. Right. Are you just like, oh my God. Well, it's a gaze attack too. You're trying to avoid it. This one, you're trying to avoid something, so I'm going with that. Okay. So, so now you have to use a monster saving yeah, throw so here. He's four hit, it's four hit dice, so 14. Okay. So you're the snake. Right. So you're rolling it. So you need a 14. Or yeah. There it is. What is it? 17. Oh, you made it? I made it. You gotta be kidding me. He's hit. Oh, man. Well, what happened, what happened was the herd came and they crushed Grandpa and he, he tucked himself underneath Grandpa. Yes. Grandpa got trampled. Trampled. <laughs> Grandpa's the real loser in this random encounter. Right. And, and back to our pro tip if you don't know what it is, just have them roll. I rolled a 17. He's probably going to save. We, we, we didn't, yeah, yeah. Now that, if you had rolled first, then we would have known that the category would dictate it. So right. I'm not, you know what I mean? So I'm not so sure I, well, I would have liked that here. Yeah, I, but, but I can't. I wouldn't even look it up. I, it's okay giving the character, but I wouldn't even look it up. Just roll it and see what happens. Because if you roll a 17, you saved. If you rolled a three, you failed. I don't care what you are. And would this be, would this be okay to do? I think a lot of DMs would say, eh, I'll give you a 20% chance. Yeah, of course. I give you a 1% like chance. Or I'll do like the stampede. I'll do it to hit. What's your AC? All those things are within the range of reasonableness, aren't they? Uh-huh. Oh, gra- uh, thank you, Bucky. Grandpa got run over by demonic caribou. <laughs> he did. That's right. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we had our random encounter. We have our Christmas song now. <laughs> that's it. That's our Christmas. I'm going to work on Grandpa, that. Grandpa got, run, Grandpa got run over. He got run over by his own herd. <laughs> By his, it was by his own kin. Fire. By his own by yeah, friendly fire. Long live, rest in peace, Grandpa. Grandpa, by, demonic character. By oh, his own man. kin. You know how I know the dice don't lie. Yes. And I just got to get over it. But you know how disappointed I am that the champ is not the demonic caribou herd. Oh, now they're. Oh, you know what? You want to talk about cynical people? They are saying because I rolled it on the book, I may have skewed it like I had some kind of. Yes, I was thinking that exact same thing. It was all tilty into like a boat. It's like rolling dice on like a boat in like choppy water. <laughs> See, because if you if you if you had done it normally, you would have rolled a one, <laughs> which always fails. Then it really wouldn't have mattered what what. That's table. right. Oh, that's funny. No, he this survives. Is, he survived. You know what this is? Mm-hmm. You know what this is? This is caribou shit, man. <laughs> demonic. This is, dem- dem- this is demonic CS. Yeah. That's a bunch of CS, dude. Well, I live with that all the time. So, okay. So we're done with this. The poisonous snake escaped. No, no, I'm pouting for the rest of the show. Oh, jeez. Well, now we need a name for this, these, this, these, this caribou eater. The div- now, people need to think about a name since I guess we're the snake yeah, is. Come on, we're, we're moving on. We're moving on. All right. We're moving okay. on. All right. All right. You've, you've, you, you said your piece. 
Objection is overruled. <laughs> Sit down. Case is over. Case, stop you Stop lost. litigating it. It's over. <laughs> Judgment has been entered. Right. We've all gone home. Don't, you, time to go. You don't have to go home. You just can't stay here. All right. Well, here's the good news. I don't have to now look at buying a bunch of an entire herd of uh, stuffed animals. That you have to color weird. <laughs> the blood. There you go, delicious. He's, I see you back he's there. still there. Yeah. He's sweet. More he's sweetie. More stuff to... What did I what did I get here recently? Um, I forgot. We have something here. Okay, moving on. Spell selection. All right, say it again. Horse, TV, oh, <laughs> man, woman. That's right. Okay. Elephant. Spell selection. I just know elephant. All right, roll percentages. Let's do it. So spell selection, of course, is where we do a random spell. Yeah. We need to use the scroll percentile tile to figure out what it is. A ninety-seven. Oh, so you're in the cleric land. Okay. I like being the cleric land. Now we're going to roll to see if it's a druid or a cleric spell. Uh, that is correct. Druid or cleric I spell. I an, an 82. 82. Cleric, probably. That is correct. It is cleric. Okay. And so we have seven levels. So, you want to roll for the level? Oh, uh, okay. Sure. See, we're back. We got over the caribou thing. See, we're back. I've people, moved on. People, I move on pretty quickly. That is, that, that is a trait of yours that I admire. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to trivial stuff, there is if someone slights you and it's you don't let mm-hmm. that go. But other things yeah. like this, you know, I'm not personally attacking the caribou, and it's not a reflection of you. So you let it go. You just move on. You're like whatever. I do. I do. And I think that's Thank a great you. trait. I rolled a Thank two. You. Okay, so second level. Oh, we're in my tower, my neck of the woods. Yes. Second level. I love it. So do you know how many spells there are? Well, I do because I'm looking at it. I'm sorry. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's 12. All right. So give it a roll. All right. Oh, I hope I know what it is. I, I, I know. I hope. Five. Hold person. That's a good one. Okay. Hold not person. Bad. Well, not bad. It is probably the best. Well, it's, it's up there for the top two clerical spells. What's the other one? What, what, Silence 15-foot radius would be the other one. Yes, that's a very good one. I think no alignment's kind of entertaining. I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying okay. if, I, if I had to go to the dungeon yeah, and I, and, oh, I, no. and I play the game that I play with the people that I play with, I want to be able to silence and hold person. No alignment's the, good. Slow poison's good. But you know what my favorite is of these 12? Can you guess? Let me look. Mm-hmm. Uh, me n- number 11. Oh, actually, <laughs> you might be right. That is a good one. I do like that. I was actually thinking of Augury. Oh, Augury. Really like uh, yes. Uh, I, it, which, underused. Which, it is underused. And it's, and, and, but, however, you have to roll for us to talk about that. So That's true. We, sh- we, we, can't, we can't talk about that. Okay. Hold it's first. not because if you want Dan, I will. I will say this: if you are willing to put the time and to make a list of Dan spells that you're interested in, we could roll on that table. No, 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 no. Because this is no. This forces me to like. Let me give you an example. Let's say that we had rolled. I don't know a spell that I really have no interest in. Let's say like hold person. Right. <laughs> Just hypothetically. <laughs> this would force me. To learn about whole person. And look, do you remember how we used to feel about push and mend? Well, I still feel that way, but it had some <laughs> redeemable qualities thanks to our listeners. That's right. <laughs> Almost got used last night, which I won't, I won't give away any, but that was, that was funny, right? That was I was, like that, I was going to be like, yeah, you, you win automatically. This, Just hand them the trophy. This show, if anything, has 
the only one thing it's done is rehabilitated push and mending. <laughs> a renaissance. Yeah, they had they were just consigned to the the ash bin of history for spells. Some of the worst spells you could ever. You get a scroll of mending, and no one is jumping for joy. But now, because of the show, it's been rehabilitated. Yes. I agree. Yes, indeed. So, um, push and men have us to thank. Okay, hold person, second level, cleric spell. Page 45 in the player's handbook. Go ahead. This spell, correct. This spell holds immobile and freezes in place. Oh, so this is why you like it. From one to three humans or humanoid creatures for five or more melee rounds. The level of the cleric casting the hold person spell dictates the length of time the effect will last. So the duration is four rounds plus one round per level. The basic duration Which, of is course, five doesn't minutes. make any sense because you can't be first level to cast this, so that already is pro- oh. problematic. Oh, you're right. The basic duration is five melee rounds. But that's correct. You can't be... Well, no, wait a second. Not true. Okay. No, that's not true. Cool. Why? I can cast it at first level. You can? How can you cast it first level? Can I cast it from a scroll? You can't, you, but then it's cast at the level of the person who put the scroll on. Oh, touche. Yeah. Got to call Jody. Find out. Jody screwed up. No. Put that on the list of, of typos to ask <laughs> why she allowed, Jody about. Why, it's more of why did she didn't have the moral fortitude, what was going on in her life at that moment when she was typing the sentence that she didn't feel brave enough to tell her, Gary they can't be first level to cast this. Well, I'll tell you why. Because remember, the, cause the first time she corrected Gary, it didn't go well. Yeah, that's true. She was dissuaded. We're just making this up. Right, we have no idea. <laughs> she didn't say anything about it. <laughs> she's, she's like, I'm not, I'm not paid to like... I think that would be t- the, one of the TSR dramas, you know, because all these companies like Amazon and Apple are making their own movies. This would be... The, D, the, the AD&D transcripts. The, the, forget about Jody Lynn Nye's illustrious career. We would just do like a 12-part series of her typing up the manuscripts. <laughs> sounds, sounds like that's PBS. Okay, that's fine. It's not ABC, NBC, right? Or it's not Netflix. We should do an AD&D movie. Like behind, like we've gotten all these, these interviews yeah. and we've gotten this information. And right, you know, and Jody Lynn Nye that's right. as... Skip Williams as Skip Skip Williams, Williams, right? That's right. And (laughs) Tim Cask as Tim Cask. Tim Cask as Ernie Gygax and Ernie Gygax as Tim Tim Cask. We should, we should, we can't even get him to play in our tournament. I don't know that we get him in our movie, but we should. Yeah, that would be great, though, right? We could. Yeah, we we should. We should approach them. They're in our movie. And they don't have a. We still have. We have six hours. We have hours of videotape already. We've recorded them. We could just put them in from our video. Oh, we'll use things they said and splice it together. <laughs> That's right. We'll get. The, <laughs> yeah, we should do the AD and D movie. This would be good. I'm, I, I like I'm, it. I know. I know why you think it'll be good. Because what are you? Right. What are you doing on this movie? No, I'm giving you, I'm telling that's, you what to that's do. That's exactly right. You do nothing in this. I would have to You should spend... do this. You should do that. <laughs> that's right. That's, right. That's exactly right. Can we do Grog Talk the movie? Uh, Grog Talk the movie. movie. I'm going to make a trailer for that. 
just so you can... <laughs> you should. We, you should. No, we got to do a trailer of AD&D the movie. Okay. Right, like Jody Lynn Nye? I don't know. <sighs> okay, let me write yeah. this down. More work. Oh, did I tell you this is my last uh, episode? No, really? Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. All right, whole person. So, yes, you have corrected me. I thought I was all... I've not corrected you. I've just clarified. You You were right to do it. The truth is what matters. I was all like, oh, you can cast it first level. You can, but you're right. It's it's, it's as the level. So that that doesn't make any sense. Okay. If the spell is cast at three persons, each gets a saving throw at the normal score. If only two persons are being enspelled... Good word. That's a great word. It is. Enspelled. That should be the name of our movie. Enspelled? Inspelled, the and secrets of Grog Talk, because p- someone put secrets of Grog Talk. Inspelled, the, the se- secrets of Grog Talk. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll be Griff's next project. Yeah, yeah doubtful. It could be. Well, if he wants to lose money, <laughs> he could. <laughs> 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 he could do that because we don't we don't come cheap. No, exactly. Yeah, and I need I need only blue M and M's. If only two persons are being inspelled, each makes their saving throw at minus one at their die. If the spell is cast at but one person's saving throw die is at minus two. Persons making their saving throws are totally unaffected by the spell. Creatures affected by a hold person spell are so. Here we go. Anytime you list the creatures, that's right. You know where I'm going with this, don't oh, you? Oh yeah, and they've been they've been blowing up the chat about this. This has been going on for a while. How the additional creatures as yeah, what what is a person is the basically well because it says it says creatures are brownies dryads dwarves elves gnolls gnomes goblins half elves halflings half orcs hobgoblins humans kobolds lizardmen nixies orcs pixies sprites and troglodytes can you repeat those without looking at them oh brownies dryads <laughs> you know it's like it's like a song like they used to teach you did pretty you. good you got brownie dryads you were going yeah, you were going that well was about it. This, this, this spellcaster needs a small, straight piece of iron as the material component of this spell. So the question is, is look, I know your method of inter- – your, your method of jurisprudence. That's right. Your method of textual interpretation is well known by listeners and viewers of the podcast. And it is – you are a strict constructionist. You are a textualist, are you not? An originalist? Is that the same thing? Well, originalist is a little different. Originalist is that it's based upon what you think the drafter intended. It doesn't necessarily have to be strict. So you can be an originalist and not be strict about it. True. So, yes, I'm a textualist. Yes. What does the text say? And actually, I learned that from you because I've I've, uh, parsed the words with more intensity and more scrutiny than I used to, thanks to your skills. So. And you're (laughs) here. And and so your view has been if it's excluded, it's out. Correct. So we don't fill in gaps. We don't you don't you don't imply a lot of terms. Correct. If any. You're not big on this well, I shouldn't say you're not big on the spirit, but when you have a list. Right. So so if so if you had the fee so the, the fights are gonna become, of course, when you have a look, it seems to me quite clear, don't you think? If 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 you are asking for a creature in the monster manner to be covered by the whole person's spell, and it is not listed in the creatures affected, it's not affected because the monster manual was already out. Right? I mean, that's seventy-seven, right? right? Player's handbook seventy-eight. If I if I got my dates right, correct. So so, but but now, so you, do you agree, do we agree on that? Yes. Okay. If, if now, if this is why you, if you just use the Holy Trinity. 
you would be fine. Right. It's when you expand no, and do put other things, that's when you have the problem. And, and, you know, one of the problems, too, is that I think a lot of the fun of D&D was creating your own monsters. Yes. So it's not, right? So even if you were just using the Holy Trinity, it would be very strange to wag the finger at somebody for creating their own monster. I mean, in many respects, even if you were doing the Holy Trinity, that wouldn't mean that you wouldn't use the Fiend Folio. It would just be like a suggestion, right? I mean, it gives you ideas of additional monsters. So that's where things get complicated. And I assume it's, right? So how would you play that? Would you, if, if it's a Fiend Folio monster or a Monster Manual 2 monster, are, are they not included? That, that seems a little harsh because they're not even around at the time of the player's handbook. Correct. And, and, and so what would you do? So what I would do and what I've done before is I look at the list. Cause, and what's interesting, too, is here it says, you know, creatures affected by hold person spell are colon. It makes it very clear that this is the list. It's, it's Right. It's not like such as or includes right. but not limited to. Yeah. So uh, I would definitely say this is the list. And unless there is language that was done later. So, for instance, in the book that shall not be named, it talks about giant class and expands the giant class for rangers. And it includes other creatures in there. Right? Right. Um, right. So... If it's, they had the opportunity to adjust that if they wanted to. Ah, I understand the, yes, the, so the argument you're making is that they had, I'm just repeating exactly what you said, they had the opportunity and they didn't do it. That's right. Therefore, it's reasonable to infer that they did not intend. And I assume they being Gary Gygax. That's right, correct. And so you could argue, well, it wasn't that big a deal. So that's the one argument. If you're creating your own monsters, which then goes back to, as the DM, you would then have to adjudicate that the the, you know the the, the bak the baki, just making up a name, they are a demi-human akin to, uh, or or a humanoid akin to, uh, a lizard man, and thus they would be under that. Because what yeah. you want to avoid is making hold person more powerful than because there is a more powerful spell hold monster which is, oh. is the magic user spell which allows you to hold all kinds of creatures so why does the magic user get to hold monsters but the cleric only gets to hold persons yeah because because they're better <laughs> and it's a fifth level magic user spell it's a much more powerful spell yeah. so um, that's how I would normally rule it. Now, you could talk about the Flind or the Agrillion or um, whether it's the, the Drugar or the Drow. Now, again, they have magic resistance. Um, you start getting into that area. Yeah, what about, because you've got, so, yeah, with the Agrillion is an ogre-orc hybrid. Right. Now, ogre is not listed. Orc is it's listed. not. Now, Drow, Drow is an elf, so it would be listed. So you could oh. cast, because it's an elf, right? It says brownies, dryads, dwarves, elves. Drugar are dwarves, so I would say they are part of it. What's interesting is, is everybody is fairly small. What's the largest creature on here? Gnolls. Uh, gnolls. So, yeah, okay, because gnolls are like, what, around seven? Are gnolls around seven feet? Right. They're pretty tall, seven feet. Sounds about right. Okay, so I was just trying to one. I was trying to figure out if there's any method or any sort of 
theme to this list. I mean, they're all... No, it's not size-based. I mean, because you got the null. Yeah. All the way from pixie and sprites all the way up to null. Okay. It is what it is. I mean, it, it sure would be... Yeah, no, you know, a null is seven foot tall. So that's... And... and so that would be the textualist way where you're saying, look, if it's not on the list, so sad, too bad. If you're making your own guys then you, or gals, you, can, you could go through them and kind of figure out if they apply to this or not. What you get into the trouble with is in the Fiend Foley or the Monster, uh, uh, Monster Manual 2 where they have creatures, and then you have to decide a couple of things. A, do you want to allow them? To, are they in the vein of a humanoid? You know, does it even say humanoid in their description? No, and you know what? It doesn't. And, you know, I just I, I opened up the Fiend Folio. Okay. And I just happened to open up, and you know what was on this page? Norker. Ah, Norker. Yeah, it's another one. And a Norker is a far distant relative of a Hobgoblin. Right. A hobgoblin is listed, Correct. and the Norker is, is much smaller. And so everything would suggest a Norker could be held, but the DM would have to make, I got to tell you, if I was a DM, I would say yes on the Norker. I, so I would say it's 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 a distant relative of the Hobgoblin. It's smaller. It's after the Monster Manual. Yeah, it just would seem weird that a whole person spell wouldn't hold a Norker. Yep. And it also says in here, this is where, in all respects, they are similar to Hobgoblins. Well, Hobgoblins are cat are are thing. It's on the bottom of sixty eight. Can I just say that I don't think we need Norkers? No. But that's a different discussion, right. isn't it? That's true. Well, like the, we don't, like why, the, why like we the Flind, which is on page 39. Yeah, why do we need a Flind? Relatives of Knolls. Right. So for me, the relatives of Knolls, they should be, they could be held. Yeah, so the Flind could be. Yes. Because it says they are powerful humanoids. And humanoid creatures see below. So I, if, they are, if there is some tie-in to the uh, races or cl- things that are in here. I, th- I think the other parameter is um, the, you know, the size and power of the monster. Some of the discussions about like Minotaur and Ogre Magi, they're much more larger creatures and more powerful. Yeah. They, don't, they have to be held monster. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So so tell me what you like about this spell. What? You said it, you, you think it's great. Well, for second level. For second level because what it what is the most powerful creature that you're going to fight as a party? By far. Wait, ever? Ever. Wait, ever. Save the deities. Lich? Right. And which when a lich was what? Once, at once. Magic user. Uh, which is a Character. Person. Right. Person. Persons are the most powerful creature enemies you can fight. An enemy party is way more deadly than 20 orcs, as example. So it wasn't Lich. <laughs> well, Lich is part of it. Yeah, I, I would say. No, I like it. No, you're using like the Socratic method on me. Yeah. I felt like I was, you know. Yeah. So, a per- so this doesn't say if, the, if, the, you're, if you're against a 15th level magic user, it doesn't work. Uh... So... If you, but, you, but you get the save. You do get the save, but at minus two if you do it against one person. Oh, and if I they're see. He- and if they're held, that's it. They're done. You just took yes. out the most powerful enemy. 
Oh, because then I can kill him. Right, he's dead. Well, if, assuming he doesn't have a globe of invulnerability or some other thing, which you would hope a 15th level magic is would have. Hold person is the bane of fighters. That is. But the, what I do is I find him in the marketplace. That's right. He's he's shopping for the bread. <laughs> that's right. He's does. His back's turned. Well, he just he just summoned um, Vaprak, and he's just picking up the pieces after Vaprak and the. Um, the Tarasque went through the village and he's just, you know, he's always troubled yeah. with the crowds because of the pandemic. So he unleashed yeah. that prac, but he's cleaned out the area. Now they're going in. And he get rid of? Yeah, get rid of the oi polloi. Get rid of the, I'm sorry, but I heard you said it's something about the bane of fighters. They are the, or? yeah. Whole person is the bane of fighters because they have terrible saves versus spell. Uh, whole person's a second level spell. They have at minus two. If you, so let's just say for argument's sake, you are, you are a third-level party going against a third-level cleric. You are a third-level fighter who has, you know, maybe 30 hit points, great armor class. He needs, if you cast it on him at a minus two to save, assuming he has no other uh, bonuses to save, he needs an 18 to save. So this would be, so I'm a, let's, I'm a half-orc. You know what multi-class I'm going to be? That's right. Can you see it, Cam? Cleric Assassin. You, you got it. That's right. Shocking. So the whole person, the Cleric Assassin, that's right. So so the 24, okay, can we do, so this don't, this will just be a one-off segment. This won't be a recurring one. Okay. But, but, but assassinating the 21st level magic user in the market. So you're, you're the 21st level magic. You're buying bread. Right. Your back is turned. Right. Well, there's a little problem with being 21st level, but yes, go ahead. What's the problem? His yeah. saving throw is a four. No, I know, but it's only on one. <laughs> that's right. So that's minus two, right? Yeah, so that's one. So, so you six. need a six. So you need a six. No, but, 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 but your point is well taken. Right. If you think about it, you're right. A six is not hard to make, but if you think about it, it's, it, it's kind of crazy that there is now what? A, a 25%? Right. A one, in, one in five? One in, a, one a, in four. A 25% one chance that, that I'm now going to be able to take out a 21st level magic user? Correct. Do you know the payday on that? That's right. Oh, well, we could look up the payday on it's, that. It's you. How much am I going to get paid if this happens? Because I'm sick of this magic user coming into the marketplace yeah. and like summoning monsters. And basically, the town has hired me. Well, if, you, if you're a fifth-level assassin, you know what's depressing. If what? you kill a sixteenth-level or higher creature, you get yeah. fifteen hundred gold pieces. What? You know what the problem? Because because you know if there's a glut in the market. There's too many assassins. Well, it's I'm sure it's the the problem is well if you're fifteenth level if you're the grandmaster it's two hundred fifty thousand. This is a multi-level marketing scheme. Basically, uh, it's probably yeah. two hundred fifty thousand. But once you get pay all the people above you, you only get fifteen hundred. Yeah, it's not based upon the, oh, you're right, it had to come down through me. That's right. Everyone's taking their cut. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> like uh, Amway or whatever, right? You, 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 everyone got their 3 or 4% on top of everything. By the time it gets to you, you get 1500 So it's like with Bourne, when they're trying to kill Bourne, and just, you know, the guy is just like he's like sitting in Italy somewhere with a moped, and That's he gets right. a message. That's right. So I'm like, so I'm the half-orc, cleric assassin. You're sitting in, in the bar. That's right. You drink. I was going to say praying, okay. but okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the bar praying. Yes. I'm I'm in the bar. Yeah, I'm in the bar. And I don't know, what's that one thing? You know, I get some sort of I don't know how I'm gonna so some some little mouse runs in or something. 
and gives me this message or whatever. I don't know, right? Take out. All right, so I'm on the job. I'm heading to the market. Okay. I'm ready to do it. So you're going to try to kill a 21st level magic user? Yes, I am a, I'm a fifth level. Well, I can only be fourth level cleric. That's right. Fifth level assassin. I'm going to the marketplace. What's your wisdom? You're buying. My, my wisdom is, well, I'm a half four. My wisdom is nine. So you have a spell failure chance to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, 20%. Is, okay, I'll be the 21st level magic user in the market. You're, 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 you're feeling, look at how smug you look. <laughs> you feel. You feel pretty calm. You're just gonna be like, so wait, what, you're gonna do like we've done these spells before. Like, what are you? You're just gonna go pew. What did we do previously? Where you just like kill me? A power would kill would be the. I would be. My, that would be kill. my. That would be my go-to. But so, so you're gonna feel like this stab in the back, and you're just gonna turn around. You're just gonna go pew. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going. Ready? All right. So what do I? Well, you're. So, I'm gonna um, even give you that you're you're sitting in the market and you try to cast whole person on me. Uh, that's right. That's what I'm doing. All right. So I'm going to make a roll. Wait, should I do spell failure first? Because it doesn't. Yeah, you have to make a spell failure. Absolutely. All right. Here you go. Let me roll. Twenty percent chance. I think at nine wisdom. That's right. right. Yep. We know that. Eighty-three, okay, my friend. So it got through. All right. Here's here's. I'm using the same thing, cockeyed thing, and oh, that's God. assuming as a twenty-first level magic user, I have no rings of protection, no nothing. Well, you were at the market. You had your guard down. Right. All right. Uh, I rolled a fifteen. Oh hey, uh, excuse me. I'm sorry. So, um, what um, what bread would you recommend? Uh, Is that I was just looking over your shoulder in there. In fact, I'm not even going to use my power word kill. I would give. I would just say uh, he uses magic missile. One, three, five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen, fifteen, seventeen, nineteen, twenty. He shoots eleven magic missiles at you. <laughs> I wrote, talk about the herd stampeding. <laughs> It's another day in the market. People are running. They're ducking under tables. The herd is stampeding. It's chaos. But the right. but the point of that is is that if you had no chance, a fourth a first you know fourth level yeah. assassin literally almost has no chance. A party like that has no chance. You have at least a a twenty like you said a one in four chance of ending a, a big. You fight yeah. the big bad guy, hold person. You want the you want your monsters to have a chance against the enemy party or against the party. Have have a, a witch doctor. Well, now again, technically witch doctor shouldn't have hold person because they list the spells. But sometimes have like you said, if you go against the orc tribe, have a half orc, uh, have a half orc uh, cleric assassin or cleric fighter cast hold person. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, I I'm, I. I like this idea of being a cleric assassin. With uh, and then the great thing about it is you pick your spells each day. So I'm picking. Yeah, we we should do. Can we do an episode on just the cleric assassin and like what spell? Like advice, advice for the cleric assassin. How how to assassinate with cleric? How to assa- how to how to kill with cleric spells? How to assassinate with? Because because you know. Yeah. There's some good ones here, I think. Don't you think? Okay. Can we move on? Okay. Yes, yes. So that's why Hold Person is my favorite spell for a cleric second level. It's a good spell. Followed by Silence 15-foot radius because you can target, again, in the traditional way of a party, the big bad guy's in the back. You can't get to him except with Missile, which can be problematic. You cast a Hold Person, it, end, it ends the... All of a sudden you go from, uh-oh, we're in big trouble because there's a six-level magic user to, okay, now we've got time to deal with him. Or if you're running as the DM, 
your 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 party, your monsters having trouble with you know the fighters. They get they have good armor, a lot of hit points. You hit them with this, they have very they have a very hard chance to save, and then you're doing automatic attacks, as if you recall, or instantly killing them, depending on which what's going on. Yeah, and so this is. Well, yeah, you're not competing against any of the cure light. There's no, there's no curing. Right, slow poison slow would be the poison. only thing that would be there. Yeah, yeah, okay. But silence is okay. also good too, which is we're not talking about. But those would be the two spells when I was the cleric that I would have. Though, you well, know, the, yeah. if if I knew I was running with you, if you were the DM, I would definitely have an augury as well because you'd be very generous with it. So and, and speak with animals. Yes, that's right. And uh, yeah, okay. Who takes detect charm? Nope. Okay, whatever. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> That's very situational. I mean, who wakes up this morning and be like, yeah, I may need to detect charm. Right. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the classic cast silence on a coin or a pebble, you know, you roll it down. To... Oh, you cast, you can't do it on an object. Yes, that's right. Oh, that's right, of course, because everyone casts it, that's what they do, and then they, you move along with it. And so, the, oh, that's right, so it's the assassin. I can do silence. Yes. So what am I taking? Silence, 15-foot radius, the two spells that you pointed out. Those are great spells for the cleric assassin. Of course. The silence and the whole person. Yes. Nice. Okay. We really need to do an assassination adventure, don't you think? Just assassinate people? Yeah, well, like, you know. It's a friendly game, absolutely. <laughs> just yeah. totally murder everyone. Yeah, no, just one person. All right. Like the prince. Okay. Are we doing the have you ever? Are we ready for have you I ever? I hope so. Because there are a lot of people on, and I, I think people like this thing. At least that's what I'm telling myself. As opposed to what we've been doing. Yes. And I have written here that I'm down to six hit points. So this is, have you ever played a wizard in the heart of a hobgoblin lair? This was by Cameron Munn and our good friend Kelly Villamere. It was in their magazine, First Encounter magazine, back in the day. A... Uh, a Canadian magazine. No, we've got Canadians that's on right, it. That's so right. That's right. Up, up the Canadians. And so this is basically where it tests your skill playing a particular character class. Uh, we did a fighter illusionist gnome. You're now on to a magic user. Oh, by the and, way, back to the whole person. It doesn't work on undead. They're not Yeah. just FYI. Yeah, okay. They're dead. Okay. Even if they're undead humans, they're still dead. So is this like a philosophical question? Well, is a yes. dead person a person? Yes, a dead person is dead. Just F, yeah. Okay. Just FYI. Can you have undead in hell? Or are they all dead? No, you definitely have undead in hell. Okay, they're not, because I thought maybe either you're dead. I thought undead are like just in the negative material plane or well, coming from them. Uh, and they're not only, I mean, skeletons are here. There's undead course. in the abyss because they're in Q1. But also uh, in under devil. Oh wow, we are just we're just out of control. <laughs> what was that review again? What was that? What did that iTunes review say? So the only reason because I read this recently under oh. Lemur or Lemur, or Lemur. Yeah, I don't know how you say it. Page twenty-three. Those are the, yeah, those are those those are the blob the, things. The human blobs, yeah. right? Right. And. Uh, after being in hell for a certain time, lemurs will be chosen to form wraiths or specters. So the end of the question is, when do they be, where do they get formed? Oh. oh. After being in hell for a time. You know, I saw that on Dragon's Foot because I researched this question. And somebody said that there was a reference in Devils. And I couldn't find it. I wasn't thinking to look specifically under one of the creatures. So, okay, you're right. That's very interesting. Unless they, so, pull, right. unless they pull the lemurs out 
and like you know like uh, oh you know they they take them some to the negative material oh. plane and they put them together there. I don't know. Yeah, I see. I, oh, you're right. That doesn't necessarily mean they stay there. Yes, and also Orcus is the prince of the undead, and so he definitely has undead. So in the abyss, they definitely have oh. undead. Oh, so in other words, and once you're in the abyss, yeah, because once you're in the because the abyss is the same concept of if you're in the abyss, you go you, when you die, you go to the abyss. Well, the I mean, same, if you're chaotic evil, correct? Yeah, that's my understanding. Okay, okay, so that seems to be pretty good support that you can have undead in 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 these planes yeah. in these. Right, okay, it's not just. I mean, it's what would you call? Well, what is so? In other words, it's not just the negative material plane or whatever. Right. We could certainly have them in the prime material plane. Right. Okay. All right. Whatever. So, um, yeah. So this is where you we you will go on a little adventure and you will encounter things and you have to decide what to do. So now, as you may have recalled, you're out for revenge. Yes. Which is which is and everyone loves this guy, this magic user. He's chaotic evil. Did somebody pointed that out? How uh, uh, on 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 Twitter? Yeah. How it's just so casually mentioned. That, yeah, and he, what's great is he's he's got push, so you got protection from evil, push, haste, detect invisibility, you got a bunch of spells. You've posted it, so I don't need to go over it all. So they've taken your ring. The hobgoblins have taken your ring. You're marching through the people. Yeah, you go. You're marching through the swamp, looking for the hobgoblin lair. The first one we did last week, you ran into a will-o'-wisp, which they're nasty. Yeah, they're bad. They're bad. Yeah, I'm down to six hit points. Do you remember how many hit points? You're down very far too. You should have. I think was this one where you should have died. Oh uh, yes, I should was have it? died. But he, his math is not that great apparently. Yeah, and and then, so all right, so um, so you're pulling that for up those play, for people. Yeah, for those playing, that's where you get your Twitter. Uh, that's what that is. Who you are? I've just posted that for folks just to remind them if they want to play along. Yep, and hopefully you remember how many hit points you have. Yes, you are Elron Baroon. Elrond Baroon. Yes. I love it. I always read everything backwards because now I think, you know, because that's what Gary did, right? Nurab. Now, I don't, it doesn't <laughs> seem to be anything. It's not like Villamir backwards. Yeah, I don't yeah. see it as, as something. Yes, I have 12 hit points. Yeah, that's a rip. I have six. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. After disposing of the Will of the Wisp and getting out of the gruesome swamp, you proceed up into the Kartilov Hills to the entrance of the Skull Crusher Hobgoblin Lair. Oh, is that? <laughs> I heard you sigh. Squirrel. You know what I'm doing because you're doing it too. Yes, we're looking for the names of the traditional Hobgoblin things. I love those names. Like I love the orc names. Skull Smashers, Bio. Marrow Suck Page 52. Rippers, leg breakers, skull smashers, flesh renders, marrow suckers, flares, and slow killers. Those are isn't that great? I love that. And so this was the uh, what was this? This was the skull crushers. So yeah. Oh wait, this says skull smashers. Crusher? No, it's a skull smashers. Well, the Canadian so version of it. It's kind of like um, yes. Yeah. You know, the U.S. one is skull smashers. The Canadian branch is the skull crushers. Right. Exactly. It's a little bit different. All right. Yeah. So this is the Canadian offshoot. That's right. They, well, maybe they, they were the original, and you know, we hard That's, to say, but they're just different. It's a matter of controversy. Exactly. Okay, so yeah, so this is a, so Canadian Europe. You're going after Canadian, <laughs> Canadian hobgoblins. Canadian hobgoblins. <laughs> the Canadian hobgoblins. Um, suddenly, you hear voices. It's this way. 
No, it's not. A. Look at the map. It's this way, Landon. A. 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 No. <laughs> no, I gotta do. Okay, fine. Is this way? A. No, it's not. Look at the map, Landon. A. As we're hurting our <laughs> Canadian. Well, shall we make fun of other yes, nationalities too, or should we just talk with Canada? And you know what the funny thing about it always is? Always a skull crusher, never a skits, right? We just, oh, <laughs> we're, making, we're making fun of Canadians. We're Americans. That's right. Hey. Well, that's why we're Americans, because we make fun that's of right. them. That's right. We're oblivious. Come on. That's right. That's, okay. People know As that. As you approach the crest of a hill, you see two of those foul, elvish. Oh, wait. What? This has gotten interesting. As you approach the crest of a hill. You see two of those foul elvish people discussing something. Wow. That's racism. Right? Dirty elves. Oh. That's, that's Ouch. <laughs> Kelly's going. He's going dark. <laughs> He's gotten very dark. Look, I'm sorry, I gotta change the voices now. That's I was right. doing I did Hobgoblin, then I did Canadian. This is the third one. I'd be flighty. Look, Lyndon. Those are French Canadians. The elves are French. French Canadians are elves, yes. Look, look, Lyndon, it says right here on the map that if we can get in through the graveyard, we'll be able to surprise the hobgoblins. Realizing that this map is exactly what you need. You decide. <laughs> this is terrible. What's wrong with Kelly? You decide to attack them somehow, and you notice they are armed with short swords and are 10 feet away. We're killing elves? We snuck up on them. This is rough. Yeah. I don't approve of this. You look at you're smiling. You're all you're like this is getting good. There's only one thing better. If I would have been running it, who would those two be? Elves. Exactly. Right. Should I? Should, 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 hey, should, we have should. the map into the graveyard. Really? We should, ah! <laughs> who would have thought herd animals would be here? Right. Should, should, should I write an adventure where you get to play kobolds? Yes. This, that Destroying be, gnomes. Slaughter okay. them. Here we go. So, all right, pay attention, yeah, folks. Yeah. So you see two foul elvish people. Two foul elvish. Right. Wow, this is this is dark. Okay, this is dark. It's gone dark. This was near near. This was near the end of the run of first encounter. <laughs> Kelly was getting disillusioned. Yeah, that guy hadn't paid him back his twenty bucks or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was like twenty dollars. <laughs> all right. B one. Cast slow spell on the elves, then attack with dagger. Hmm. I don't know. A magic user, ta magic user attacking with dagger just doesn't strike me. No experience thing, points. Bad performance. Uh, exactly. A four or whatever it yeah, is. You get a four. D2. Cast lightning bolt spell Ooh. on the first elf, <laughs> then attack the other with a dagger. Yeah, nothing says fun like <laughs> casting a lightning bolt at an elf. <laughs> oh, okay. B3, B3. Cast sleep spell on them. Oh, okay. Shh, shh. Don't say it, James. Don't help anyone. I'm, I already picked three. I'm already picking three. <laughs> the O'Gorman rule. That's right. Cast uh, three. Cast sleep spell on them. Then go up and kill them with your dagger. Like it. I'm totally doing that. Four. Cast polymorph spell and turn into an elf. Then attack with dagger after gaining surprise. Ooh, that's that's good too. That's a good one. That's kind of the equivalent. That that that's. That's kind of the equivalent of, like, speak with animals when you're a gnome or whatever, so right? This, there's a few good ones here. Kelly, Kelly's at the top of his game. He got out at the top of his game. B5, use ring of invisibility on self. Attack them behind with dagger. Mm. Nah. 
B6, cast magic missile spell at the elves, two at each elf, then attack with dagger if they still live. Oh, that's a magic missile is always, it's never out of style, is no, it? No, it's, it's classic. It is a classic. Uh, B7, I mean, like Push had, it came and went in terms of its, right. you know, I mean, I think like the early 90s, Push was very popular. Exactly. But magic, magic missiles always been, okay. I agree. Seven. Read the protection from evil scroll. Okay, well, what do these elves look like? Read the protection from evil scroll, then attack them with your dagger. So seven is protection from evil scroll. Okay. Eight, read the haste scroll on yourself. Oh, you've told me. And then quickly attack. You've told me you love the haste spell. Yeah, unless you have to do the system shock for aging, then it sucks. But if assuming you mm. don't have to do that, then yes. That controversy. Yeah. If he is 17 con, I would do it. It's aging. Haste ages you, right? Yeah, it ages you a year. I think, didn't we decide? I know. System Shock? My players would revolt, but I agree with you. Come on. System Shock's easy to make. People shouldn't complain. Yeah. Those percentages are high. Nine. Oh, I like this one. Cast Fireball spell on them. Yeah. If they still survive, attack with dagger. Oh, wait a second. They're holding a map, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have said that. Are they You're holding a map? being too helpful. I am. Uh, B10. Attack immediately with your dart. And charge in with your dagger. All right. Now the nice thing. All right. Slow lightning, sleep spell, polymorph, uh, invisibility, magic missile, protection from evil, haste, fireball, or dart. Well, I have to tell you, my decision is going to be dictated in large part by the fact that I only have six hit points. So I really need to avoid melee. Right. I, I'm going to go with B6. I'm sorry. I want to live. I'm going with, with the classic magic missile. All right. Well, uh, at B6 is Dan. This is an interesting one because, uh, as you pointed out, which some may have not known, B9 is problematic. Yes. Well, you got to say what paper. Hang on. Let's see. Don't despair, folks. Let's see what paper parchment. Yeah. What time is it? Yeah. Paper parchment. Versus fireball, because it would get a save, oh, right? Because yes. it would have luck based upon divine intervention. Well, and, all that. And business. the way you read it is, if the cla if the ca if the elf saved, you wouldn't have to make a saving throw for the parchment. Is that true? Well, of course it is. But why is that true? Because it says it in fireball. You don't have to. I did not know that. You don't have to save for your items unless you fail. Very interesting. So even if you get and, and even if if you make your save, it's half damage. But okay, so no items. So that's good to know. I learned something more. That's blah 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 blah. Those uh, blah blah. <laughs> you got. After you do that, you have to look up the saving throw for parchment versus right. fireball. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. Twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-five. Okay. It's the only one above twenty. That's hilarious. It's the no. You're right. There's, no, there's a twenty-one. Against magical fire, there's only two that are above 20. Disintegrates. It's them. a 25. Yeah, 25. So, <laughs> by the way, it says on page 73, just in case anyone doubted, uh, uh, items exposed to spells effects must be rolled for it to determine if they are affected. Items with a creature which makes it save throws are considered as unaffected. Got it. Okay. So there you go. So that's why failing a fireball save sucks. Even if you survive, then all your stuff is exposed to damage and there's been many times the character survives but his longsword becomes you know just like in our play test right 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 that's absolutely right so you really 
You need to think carefully. We need a public service right. announcement so, before firing a fireball. Yeah. So we got David Thompson is with you, Dan. So that, oh, I'm feeling good. Yeah, that's that that's oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. He must be drinking if he's going what? with you. Uh, anyone else want to pick? Um, now would be the time. Put your numbers. One is slow with dagger. Two is lightning with dagger. Three is sleep spell. Then attack. Four is polymorph into elephant attack. Five is invisible with dagger. Six is magic missile. Seven is protection for evil attack. Eight is haste attack. Nine is fireball. And ten is dart and dagger. Correct? Well, I was assuming you were right. Yes, I'm right. So if you want to play along, now would be the time. Put your things in. Uh, okay, so Brian is going with B1. Uh, that's pretty good. I really want to do I really want to do B3 because I think it's awesome. Ooh, Retro Ray is doing 3. Okay, now I don't have to do 3. The problem with 3 Duh. though. Well, they've okay. Oh, Aggie's on. Hey Aggie, hopefully you had a chance to hear your um, why did you call her? At, she's the. I apologize. Yes, she is welcome. Well, we... the commander, her sage supremacy, Grand Duchess, the poisoner, protector of the waterways of Indiana. Welcome. Yes. B squared. That's right. Okay, I'm going to pick because it sounds fun. B two. The lightning bolt. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Okay. All right. Do we feel like everyone's in? Uh. Retroray did sleep and attack. Oh, Josh is doing uh, the uh, Enslaver of Indiana is doing B2 as well. He's sticking with me. Okay. Uh, Brian. Uh, oh, Menyon's doing Magic Missile. He's with, he's with you guys. Very so popular. the Far East Empire, in relation to us, no offense to, for you all, we would be the, the uh, Far East um, they're in with you. All right. I think we're ready. Okay. So what was B1? Slow and dagger. Did anyone take that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yes. Uh, Brian did. Okay. Brian, the spell helps. Take only two hit points of damage in melee. Oh, that's good. I'm assuming that means that you killed them. Yes. They're dead. Slaughtered the elves. That's right. And have the map. Mm-hmm. Good for you. All right. B2. B2 is lightning Light and dagger. Okay. Lightning bolt destroys the first elf, and you take one hit point of damage from melee with the second elf. I like it. This guy's pretty – he's pretty good in melee. <laughs> for a, right? For a, a magic user. What was it? It's level. He's pretty high level, though, isn't he? Yeah, it doesn't – it's hard to say. I'm looking, trying to look, and I don't see it, but. Yeah, level 8. He's 8th level. Yeah. And he's got – He has a 15th – yeah, 15 strength. And he's got plus two dagger. So, yeah, he's... He has a 17 con. Yeah. That's why, he's that's a, why he has yeah. so many hit points. That's why he had started with whatever, 20-something. That was really tough for him to choose. What He was so talented. Right. Because he could have been, a, uh, he could have been a, a darn good fighter. But, yeah, okay, all right. Could have been, a, B3. Could have been uh, almost a monk if it wasn't for his wisdom. Oh, yeah. that would have been a good thief. A lot of stuff. B3. Okay. Maybe that's why he's evil. He's bitter. He couldn't multiply. Okay, so the retro DM picked B3. I don't know if he's... 
it works. Sleep spell works. See, it works. Yeah. No problem. See, this is interesting because elves have resistance. Don't it on a 90% resistance? 90% resistance. So that's why I was going to use it. So it, the fact that he that it worked seems like, does Kelly know that it's not supposed to work? Or is he being very nice? Right. Yeah, we don't know. So it works perfectly it fine? It says, it says it works, comment, no problem. Wow. That's all it says. That, that's controversial because in the monster <laughs> manual... Uh, this is why D&D is painful. Because if you're the player, now I have some players who would say, wait a minute, do doesn't the elf get 90% magic resistance? And the rest of the party looks at them like, what did you just say, man? What are you doing? Whose side are you on? And I would say, that's, that's a good player. He wants to... Oh, right. You're meaning, yes, that they're helping the DM. Right, right. They're, they're providing information that, well, I shouldn't say helps the DM, hurts the party. Yes. Okay. So elves okay, are ninety percent yeah. resistance to charm and sleep spells. So unless he rolled it twice, I, maybe he's rolling for divine intervention twice. Well, that's right. He had to do it twice. That's right. And so that there is only a ten percent. Wait, there's a ten percent chance, and then a ten percent chance. I think that means. Does that mean there's a one percent chance? I'm not good at, at yeah, the math. Ten, ten, it's a uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, there's a 10% chance the first time, and then there's a 10% chance you get it again. I think that's a 1% chance that it would work on both of them. Okay? It worked. Yeah. Don't argue with... See, you're being that player. You're arguing with Kelly. I'm not arguing with him. I just said it's pretty amazing. Sounds like he wants this guy to live. It sounds passive-aggressive to me. Well, and okay. it's also... Part of this is to teach people how to play. I would say that's not the optimal play. Usually. <laughs> All evidence to the contrary. It is. In this case, it was. But this is, this is the same thing when your kid, you know, goes out uh, and right. runs in traffic and survives. Look, I ran in traffic. There's nothing wrong. It's fine. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, never try this again. Because the odds that it will work again, well, it's nice. the same. <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> what are the odds it's going to happen? What are the odds? Exactly. The same odds again. we had before. Exactly. Um, the same? Okay. Uh, the, one of the um, people had a question. This was published in 83. Is that correct? I believe this is 83. Yes. Uh, yes, February 83. This is issue number five, February It was published way after the Monster Manual. So, because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we can't explain it on that. Yes. We, so That would have been a nice So we just have to assume that he rolled the percentages, cause, or we can call Kelly and find out. Yeah, that'll go well. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, Who's this? Who? Why? Game? What? <laughs> Who are you? That's right. Never heard of you guys. Okay. Yeah, he remembers. B4? B4. Polymorph. Okay, what was... B4, Polymorph Self. Okay, this is an interesting one. It works. Yes. You gain surprise and easily terminate the first elf. The second one, however, gives you five hit points of damage in melee before he is removed. Now, what's interesting about Polymorph? I'll leave... You would gain... Ah, don't Oops. say it like we want people... Yes, you're right. Go ahead. I don't know. You you regain confidence right. in the world. Yes, that's right. You you're it's the ability to transform yourself into multiple things. Uh and 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 do that. So, yes, what's interesting about polymorph self, which is we assume is what he did here, right? Or just yes, polymorph. Yeah, polymorph self. Polymorph is self. when you return back to your normal uh state, you get a d12 of healing. Per the, That's so interesting. Per the player's handbook. 
Yes. Why? Well, it just says that. Are, mm. Really? You're going to go with why? <laughs> Is that In wrong? first edition? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I, you know, I have no problem. I like ask why. I have no problem then moving on after that. Uh, we don't have all an right. answer. B5, okay. invisibility and dagger. You gain surprise on initial attack, terminating the first elf. However, attacking, you become visible. Ah. And take three hit points of damage from the other elf. That's right. That's the downside. Yep. You become visible. All right, B6. This was the popular choice besides B2. These low-level elves die immediately from the magic missiles. Yes, very good. There it is. You slaughtered them. Well, the nice thing about that is, is that it they're they're unerring, and so you wouldn't hit the map, right? That's you right. don't have the same fireball problem or lightning bolt okay. problem, because you could still lightning bolt the map, and it would be a problem. Oh, so lightning bolt, you'd have to take a save yes. as well. If it failed, right. if it failed the save, yeah. It's a, I assume it's the save on its spell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, B seven protection from evil. Scroll has no effect against these good elves. Let's see here. You reading it <laughs> and approaching. <laughs> Because you're 10 uh, feet away. The, the damn verbal component. Right. And you're like, where's that damn, where's that, I don't know, what do you need for this, what do you need for uh, this spell? I don't even know what you need for protection from evil. It's probably some pretty, oh wait, are you, are you, you're not doing the circle, you have to draw that's something circle. different. No, you have to draw a circle. Oh wait, so what are you doing? We've had protection, yes, we've I had. know, I see that look. You have, we've, we've seen... We've had protect. Didn't we have protection yes, from evil as done, spell? Yes, that's why you don't remember. This is why it's great being you because you forgot. Every see, that's why you can listen to any podcast. You don't have to start you an need, order. Well, it's we'll evil, so you need smoldering dung. That's what they smell within ten feet. Yes, it's the same as the cleric. Oh, it's first level cleric. So what were you doing when you? So yes, yeah, so you must trace to complete this spell. Yeah, let's go to magic user protection from evil just in case it is. No, you got it. It's going to send you to cleric first level, I think, doesn't it? Oh, no, it's not. You, you, the difference, oh. is, well, it is, is that the material component is powdered iron or silver. We did go over this. We did. We did. To trace the spell, we, to trace the circle. Okay. But I like the smoldering dung better. Yeah, oh, yeah, why am I doing, yeah, I'm evil. I should really be doing protection from good, good. which is why it didn't work. Because they're exactly, and then and well, it not only did no, no, not he did work. protection from evil. I apologize. Yeah, why would you do protection from evil? Well, unless you think the these out and the odds that these elves are evil pretty low. Yeah, but so yeah, so the problem was I was tracing this circle well, you, on the ground. Well, it's a scroll. You wouldn't be doing that. Oh, it's a scroll. Yeah. So I don't have to do. That's right. I have no components. So they just heard me reading it. Okay. Whoa, this is All a right. great question. I love this question. If you're and and I like it because you, uh, <laughs> Menyon asks, can you use your own smoldering dung? <laughs> I think that's yes, absolutely. It just says, oh, so you don't have to bring it along because that's, right. that's like yeah. everyone smells you coming, right? Yeah, you really don't want to bring. It's like, oh man, cleric or magic, you you've got the. But you have to make well, a, so, you have to make so, a con roll if you if you don't have it prepared. Do you have to? And that takes a round or longer. Oh, this, I don't like where this is going. So, so, so the dung is just the cleric one, is that yes, right? Yes, and it's protection from good. Or, or it's, it's, no, I'm sorry, it's evil. Yes. It's, yeah. Right? Yes. Wait, okay, to complete the smell, the cleric must trace a three-foot diameter circle upon the floor or ground with holy water for protection from evil, with blood for protection from good, 
or in the air using burning incense or smoldering. Yeah, okay. So you, it's opt- the dung is optional. Right. But it's a good thing to know as a backup. It, well, if you don't have oak, so you can use blood. You can use your own blood then. You'd think blood would be easier to get than. Yeah, or in the air. Oh, yeah, so it's the burning incense. Right. So it's the smoldering yeah. part of it. Yeah. How, do you, what do you, how do you wield it? It's a brazier. You get a brazier. Oh, wait, so I'm carrying along a braid. Wait, but that's hard to travel with. Well, that's what you, or I don't think you're going to hold it in your hand. That. Wait, okay, but let's say you forget the incense. Right. Like, oh, man, where's the, oh, where, I forgot, I left the incense back at the inn. Right. And like, well, what are you going to do? Uh, hold on. But I don't have a brazier. Well, I don't need a brazier. No, you can use a, you can use a plate or a. <laughs> Let me borrow your or plate. cup. <laughs> Can I borrow your? Can I borrow your tank? Your, your tankard. <laughs> that's not good. I don't. Oh, you know what's worse is like if you get if if, if you're, you're in the morning, you don't know it's been used. Ah, Father oh, Bob man. again. <laughs> I can't. How many times have I Sorry. told you? Don't use my tankard. So, and then you just sort of wave it. All right. And so it's the smoldering and you, you wave it. Yeah. So, all right. So, so the lesson is you, you really want, if you want the protection from good, you really want the, the scroll. There's a lot of advantages to the scroll. Yes. Yeah. You don't, you know, this, that scrolls are great. You don't need any of the material components. It's all baked in. I'd be upset if I was, I'm like, really? Why am I got to use dung? Oh. Hold on. I think I have to save a cat. Hey, Duncan. All right. Cats. Going crazy. Okay. Uh, All right. Haste. B8. We're off the rails. B8. Haste. Works great. Take one hit point of damage in melee. Okay. Okay. So, so far, three and six have been the best. Kelly's been really nice on this one, hasn't he? I like B9. I should have went with B9. What's B9? Fireball. All right. Oh. Kelly was in a really good mood. They are both killed, and luckily for you, the map is only slightly burned. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, come on. I, okay, this cat escaped. Yeah, I've got my own random encounter of combat going on all over the place here. So, yeah, that's, so, all right, they're both killed, which means, so I guess what, okay, here's the interesting well, thing we about more. it. We have 10, dart and dagger. I know, but I want to talk about this fireball thing real quick, because if they're both killed, that means if it's slightly burned, does that mean they made their save or did make their save? I mean, slightly burned sounds Ooh. like you had to. I mean, to me, it seems like either the scroll is not burned or it's destroyed. We have another idea for merchandise: scented candles. Just, uh, just saying. Like dung. Let it waft. Yeah. Candles? yeah, let it waft is from Aggie. I like it. So we should have like a dung. So like the protection from so we'd have oh we'd have like protection from good candles. Yeah, that's right, protection from and protection from evil. You yeah, can pick. That's right. No one would no buy. Matter. No one would buy the evil candles. They'd buy the good candles just to. Just. <laughs> of course they would. So it's just like the, that's your elephant gift when you you know gift exchange at work. Yeah, yeah. look what I got yeah. you. <laughs> Christmas candle. A dung. It's like it looks like it looks like dung. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter, she made a, a, a an ice cream cone in, in kindergarten or something like that, and it was chocolate. Mm. And let me tell you, the soft serve, it looked, yeah. It's like the good. emoji, the poo emoji. There yeah. 
Okay. Um, scented right. candles. I think it's going to be this year's holiday favorite. Yeah. The good, yeah. Why is there no protection from neutral? Because they're, oh. Okay. We're not going. What if they're coming at What are you herd animals coming at me? I need you, protection from You need from protection the herd. from animals then. Well, what about a neutral? They're animals. Thief. I want protection from neutral. What? I didn't. Why? You didn't have to look anything up. It was a rhetorical question. No, nothing's rhetorical for you because you you won't let that. You won't let go. Okay. Right. There's a cat. No, there is. There's just. There's no such spell. I'm fine to move on. Okay. Let's. You want anti-animal shell? That's what you want. Oh, okay. Six level druid. I could have. Now you tell me that snake could have used it. That's right. Exactly. All right. D, B10. Okay. What was B10? Uh, dart and dagger. Wow, you kill both of them, but you take five hit points of damage in melee. Okay. That makes sense. So that's a four. There were some surprises on this. The fireball did well, which is yeah, awesome. That map should have gone. No, that map. Should, well, he needs you to have the map, otherwise you're not going to make it there. I guess we should have realized that. Well, he should have said. Well, they should have said you burn the map and you have no idea how to get it. Game over. That would have been <laughs> game over. <laughs> that's, eh? what should, that's what it should have been. Exactly. It should have been. Yeah. All right. All right. That was that was good. That was. I still have six hit points. I'm feeling good. Yeah, you, you did it great. Magic Missile Thank was you. the one I would have went with. I mean, the problem is, I think elves, I think player characters. And, they're, you know, in the Monster Manual, they're just one-hit-dice creatures, and you should blast them. Yeah, that's true. That's right. That's right. It is interesting. They are, they're all pretty easy, if you think about it. Okay. So completes another episode of Have You Ever Played a Wizard in the Heart of a Hobgoblin Lair? Yes. So now we're ready for... Uh, Dragon 39. Okay. That's our last segment. Yeah. I think. Unless this unless we keep going and then it won't. Yeah, I think that's that'll be it. So yeah, so uh forty years ago this month, Dragon Magazine, July nineteen eighty. Uh you're pulling it up? I am. There it is. Dragon thirty nine. Has a good evocative cover. I thought it was oh yeah, it's still not yet to the covers that I yeah, that, that I re really like. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'll share it with you. Oh, there it is. How, Thank how about you. That? That's very nice. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. It is. Oh, wait. Yes, do we have? Oh, is there nudity? Uh, no, that's not nudity. A, what is that? Some kind of lion or manacle. It has a, a tail. A lion. Some kind of lion. Oh, okay. Is D&D &D the kind of thing where, you know, you meet the lady, you go back to the, it's kind of like the crying game, but it's a tail? Ooh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, and I'm concerned for you. But okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay, yeah, all right. So here it is, and 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 what issue is this? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Okay. And there's a, all right, a three dollars. There was a few great uh, things in here, right? I I think there were yes, there were some good yes. I think there are two. There's 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 two definite keepers in here, okay. which I would like to talk about. That are the kind of things that I would say, okay, I need to remember this issue. And are we going to go, you're just going to slide on through there? Yep. I'm going to make it a little bit bigger for folks. Look at that. They can see it. You can see it. Yep. All right. So well, the first one is the anti-paladin NPC. I agree with that. That's what I was thinking of, the anti-paladin NPC. And I like. the one that I've this is one of the first things I experienced with you is good hits and bad misses. 
Had you used it no. back in the day? Were you familiar? Were you even familiar with it, or no. is that like what is this? Okay. No, we weren't familiar with it. I mean, I've seen ver- other versions of people making fumble, and I have a fumble rule and a and a critical rule, but not like this. I've seen it in other systems, and and you know, we used to play Merp, and occasionally we would play um, Pendragon. I think they also had, but Merp was the one I remember. The critical hits and failures of that were just devastating. Mm. Uh, and, and, and Paranoia and this, had one to a lesser extent. Okay. Right. And we see Jean Wells, that she's returning. She does a couple of things. She has sage advice, and she talks about women in... Uh, oh, so uh, you need to take a picture of the one of your strays in the uh, dice tray for Twitter, by the way. Okay. <laughs> strays? Well, they're 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 not yours, no, right? You're, you're... No, they're not. We're yes, they're they're my foster kids. So they are stray my from foster. where their parents are. They're not. They're it's because That's someone true. didn't take care of them. All right. That's true. Okay. All right. So uh, they're not strays anymore. Dragon rumbles, and again, this is now Jake Jaquette is the editor, not our yep. friend Tim Cass. Right. So we scroll down. He says. Uh, they are talking about back orders that they're trying to get done. Very good. Out on a limb. I like this one. Doug McKenzie, where is he? He's from Canada. He's a very this is <laughs> a very rude Canadian. Yeah. Uh, why is it? Although you claim that Dragons and Partial Magazine, yet you don't publish articles about Cassium's RuneQuest. Is it because you're trying to cover up that the fact that RuneQuest is the ultimate? FRP game, fantasy role-playing game, that RuneQuest combat, magic, and promotion systems so outclass SIC sick, that of AD&Ds, not to mention, when has anyone used SIC in a thing in the last 20 years? Has we seen that? Oh, what is it? Yeah, so outclasses. I wonder why he's sick to that. What's wrong with outclass? Is that misspelling? I don't know. Yeah, I, it seemed to be spelled right to me, yeah. but then what do I know? Okay. I might, yeah. Well, they're being ma- they're being nasty. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. If RuneQuest got the coverage it deserves, you may lose a lot of money. Right. Let's, let's just say <laughs> they. Well, you gotta give them. Go ahead. I was just say give them points for, for for printing it. I guess. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah. Basically, they say we don't. If people wanted to, our listeners, our viewers don't care about it because and if because if they did, they'd send us stuff. Is what they basically say. Yeah. We'd be happy to, but we are the kings. Are we supposed to see it? Yes, you're supposed to see it. Thank you, sir. There we go. Sorry. Thank you. I apologize. Here, let me go back. You haven't missed much. Here is the cover. Here is that's you haven't missed much. Uh, we just looked at the items that are in here. I apologize. I you know it's it's important to skip over to the actual thing, or else people can't see it. I had set it up, but I didn't turn it over. Uh, okay, scrolling down, we were looking at uh, we were looking at why no room crest. I apologize. Then, in the middle, there is a discussion about our other dear friend, Bill Fawcett's Angels in D&D. Yep, still controversial. Still controversial. Yep, yep. So that, that was a very controversial one. 
And hooray for kids. Okay, so that was it. Oh, look, an advertisement for the world of Greyhawk, right? That came out, this, the folio came out, this thing, correct? Correct, full edition, 1980. Correct, correct. All right, then they talk about miniatures, which we don't care about. I'm sorry. So I'm going to scroll past this. Here we go. There he is. It's good. It's a good drawing, don't you think? It is a good drawing. So, so in general, this is the anti-paladin. In general, what is your view on anti? So, like, let's say I want to do an anti-ranger. I mean, I guess you have to have anti. It has to be something that has a strong alignment. Right. Uh, so, so what's what's your general view on on anti-anything's? Well, what's interesting before this, I, you know, I did not know about this article till later. Um, we use the Fiend Fuller. We use the Death Knight as the anti-paladin because it was a paladin that was corrupted. Yes. Into, uh, which to me, the fallen paladin who not only is fallen, but embraces the dark side. It's not, you know, um, and again, using the Star Wars analogy, I'm sure I'm going to, there's people who know way more Star Wars. You know, Darth Vader is the anti-Jedi, right? He's, he's completely, yeah. uh, or the Emperor is an anti-Jedi. Though we don't know if the Emperor ever was a Jedi, but Darth Vader was a Jedi. Uh, Luke is almost a fallen Jedi at some point, or I'm sure there's other ones, but, you know, where he kind of gives up, and then at the end he comes back. I feel like they need to work on their sales job, though. They're always like, you know, they're so bad and evil. Like, they, I always thought, you know, the Emperor and Darth Vader would have been a little bit more... You know, it would have made it more alluring, but that's a different issue. Can I? Well, let me ask you about the Death Knight. Right. So, so for the Death, me, Knight, Death Knight was always the anti-paladin. So until I saw this article. And this is what so it says: the Death Knight. There are only twelve of these dreadful creatures known to exist. Is a horrifying form of lich, created by a demon prince. It is thought Demogorgon from a fallen human paladin. Now, I read, I interpret fallen to mean dead. Do you interpret fallen? To mean they've turned, like yeah, I, turn. I always read it as fallen, as in they fell from being a paladin. Not, uh, but, they did no. it, they did it under service. Not that they fell in battle and then they were raised. That I mean, you could certainly argue that, but that's not how I read it. Because that's interesting, and the, and the Death Knight is very cool. I like. I probably like the Death Page Knight. Twenty three on Fiend Folio, by the way. Yeah, and I like, you know, I, so I like the idea of an anti-paladin, and I like a lot of the stuff it's doing, that it's the exact opposite, right? I mean, so it's what you get, you, 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 you cause wounds instead of the curing, right? So laying on hands is, I think, causing damage. Everything's kind of the opposite. You know, you get these clerics, you get cleric spells later, but they're all the reverse usually. They're the reverse. The one thing I really like this idea of an anti-paladin. You know, he's, I like the idea of chaotic evil as opposed to lawful neutral. So it's the exact opposite. Uh, what I didn't like about it was that he's a bit of a coward, isn't he? Right. Well, that's the thing. He's literally the anti-paladin. Oh, you know, that's right. I mean, so, yeah, I had, I had, that hadn't crossed my mind. You're right, though. Of course that. So he has no honor. He has no chivalry. So what we're talking about is yeah. this, this is a long write-up by George Lincoln <laughs> and Tim Mesford about this. And um, so they have no. There is no honor with them. They uh, they give examples of how they would totally be ruthless and manipulative, Machiavellian in their approach. 
There's a whole thing about poisons. They have no problem with poison. In fact, poison, they're more poison users than assassins when you uh, go through this. Yeah, so it was interesting. So it was different, but you're right. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. That yeah, that's it's just the opposite of the paladin. So I guess now I'm warming up to it more, because I was hoping for an anti. They're more like Snidely Whiplash, right? Isn't that the you know kind of villain? He's a coward. Yeah, and then they got yeah, and so I guess what I was always wanting with an anti paladin is somebody who is out there leading the troops. The evil hordes in combat, but that's not what this is. But now that you you've enlightened me, um, I've seen the darkness actually. So where he's the opposite yeah, of the palace. He's Bizarro Superman, basically. Yeah. So okay. I mean, I yeah. So okay. I like. I mean, I think the anti-paladin would be a very interesting nemesis, don't you think? Yeah, and, but you have to play its weakness, or else. It's uh, yeah. uh, in there. So, and and I like you know. It's again instead of immune to disease, he's a carrier of disease. Right. Uh, this guy's the defender of chaos uh, and evil. He's always chaotic evil. Now again, they've they've made basically later later editions. Uh, they've made champions of every alignment, and he became more. They became more of a. a, a uh, you know, a paragon, an avatar of that alignment. They are the tip of the spear for whatever alignment is. Yeah. So, well, well, I, I like right the in, idea because there's a dragon magazine where they go, they make a paladin for every uh, alignment. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's in the '80s. It's in yeah, the '80s like, sometimes. I don't like the sound of that. I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm sure the groups are going to say it. There's a dragon magazine that they they create one for every one. Which, because in, of course, in Gene Well Sage advice in this issue, she's asked about a lawful neutral dwarf paladin. Oh yes, yeah. So yeah, so I like, so I give a thumbs up to the anti paladin NPC. I think I, I would recommend it to people as a good nemesis for the. Obviously, particularly if you've got a paladin, if right. someone's playing a paladin, then bring in the anti paladin as, like you said, the Bizarro Superman. I think. Is you know it's it's good. You got to watch out though, because it can be get cartoonish. I think sure right and be overplayed. You know and so, but yeah, no, I so I, I yes, I, I like the anti paladin. All right, so I mean, I I like the Death Knight better as a. So the anti paladin is the recurring nemesis. The Death Knight, I think, is just cool as like the big bad, right? At the in a particular adventure, right? Comes galloping out on the nightmare. So, the death the Death Knight is is cooler, I think, as a single kind of end to an adventure, as opposed to the Anti Paladin is like a long campaign to track down and kill. Yeah, don't you think exactly. Yeah. And and it's that uh, they can be much more wily, whereas the Death Knight is going to straight up come after you and kill you. The, the anti-paladin is going to avoid that if he can or she What can. does the Death Knight think of the anti-paladin? Oh, that's You're a, a great knight. question. I, I think, well, the, he thinks he's a, he's a wimp. He's, he's a baby. Because <laughs> he's a coward. What's wrong right, with you? Yeah, I, I feel like the Death Knight, because I look at it as a fallen paladin, again, it's that whole dark side of the force kind of thing. They, they still retain... They've twisted their virtues into vices. They, you know, and it's this 
they still have that. Uh, I'm sure they would run at some point, but they're not going to run as quickly as the Antipalace. And the Death Knight, of course, the Death Knight is undead. It's a form of lich. Yes, that's right. And so the Death Knight is undead, whereas the the anti-paladin is not. So can an anti-paladin, when they die, be turned into a Death Knight, do you think? I assume you're going to say no because of your textualist approach. That's right. Yeah, it can't be. No, you say no. Their soul gets brought and they, they, they start at level one of being a, uh, a mains and hopefully are not consumed by one of the demon lords. For oh, that's terrible. Oh, they're going, so they're, they're heading to the abyss. They're just like, they're in the bottom. Yeah. We can't have like an undead. No, no, no. We need to create a, a form of the anti-paladin undead. Well, that, that would be cool. Yeah, so it's interesting. They're talking about the charisma here. And oh, the, yeah. The, I like, that was very entertaining. It's yeah. either really high or really low. Right. That was very cool. I thought that was, that was I really liked that. Yeah, so one or two, it's either three or four, or, yeah, they're either, you know, very persuasive or not. There you go. All right, so up on a soapbox. I see. So. Yes. And Ant- <laughs> are you having, like, lawful creatures? I'm trying to remember what you like, orcs. Are they going to follow you? I mean, you're chaotic. Yeah. Now you're chaotic, right? You're just, it's like a banda. It says they like orcs, ogres. Well, they says they like orcs. Now why orcs? Orcs are lawful. Yeah, I think gnolls would be the ones. Ogres is fine. Hobgoblins are lawful evil. But they'll, yeah, but okay, but so you can. I would say they would go with gnolls would be the best. They're the chaotic, crazy things. Yeah, right, because you're. So, so yeah, I, I don't think the Death Knight really likes the, uh, the uh, anti paladin. Yeah. Very well. Yeah, it's there. You know what's interesting is as we learned. I believe it says the Death Knight cannot be turned. Remember that? Yes. That came up in Aurelian. What, what do you think of that? I, I don't think it's right, but that's the what The Death it Knight itself cannot be turned or dispelled, though it is affected by Holy Word. Yeah, I don't like it either. And, and you know what? I don't like that you can't... I feel like it should be like saving throws. I feel like a 20 should always turn. I don't care if you are the first level cleric and it's the lich. I feel like a 20 should always turn. What do you think? Uh, uh, no? no, you're not feeling it. Number one, I think you should be on the list somewhere. How can you, why are you not, if you're a form of lich, why is the death knight better than a lich in terms of protection from turning? That, I mean, that's the, that's the point. That's why I think it should just be a lich. It should, because even says it's a kind of lich, basically. Yeah, exactly. You don't like the idea of a twenty always turns. Uh, no, it should be always turns. Oh, you agree with me? It should always be. No, it shouldn't. It should sure. be on, based on the chart. Well, I understand. A first there's level, a first chart. First level cleric should not be able to turn a lich. I think they should on a twenty. Okay, that's then- that's heroic. It's heroic. No, how about this? Do you remember that rule for 20s to hit where it's a 20, 20, 20, whatever, right. where you've got to roll like what, like a 20 and then you have to roll it again or something like that? There's like a special, you know, there's an optional rule on to hit on the, on the series of 20s. That's what it should be. That's what I'm going to do right. from now on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to treat it like that. It's like it, it's 20s on down. 
Okay, you know what? That's what's great about being DM. You can do whatever you like. Well, and the players will like it. Yeah. No player is going to complain. No. Unless they're you, evil. Unless they're evil and they're fighting. Yes. Uh, unless there's a lich. Right. Unless I'm they're my, evil characters and they have their undead hordes, and then you're the the good guys that they're attacking. Yes. Like the lich is where he's a follower. Right. Then they're right. I've attracted happy. a lich, or I'm a P, I'm, my DM is allowing me to play a lich. Right. Yeah, because there is a there is a rule on the twenties somewhere. All right. Where it okay. So we're moving on. We moving like on. the anti paladin. We like the yes. With thumbs up, the anti paladin. Okay. Now up on a soapbox, which is I the big. It's interesting what they put in like 1980 that you probably wouldn't yeah. do anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I'm highlighting the. It's it's something right just because we think it's right. If Hitler feels that it's right to for him to kill six million Jews, is that morally acceptable? Yeah, we. What is that rule? You should never use Hitler in your arguments. Let's yeah, see. it's kind of uh, moral relativism. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. it's just you just shouldn't use. Yeah, no one should be using Hitler in their thing. So no. Uh, but this is about the problem with of moral and morality and fantasy. And, and and what's interesting about this article, real quick, is this guy's going after a previous article, painted ladies and potted monks, um, about you know, and he's critiquing this other one that no one cares about. Yeah, I lost interest. I see. That's the problem. I have to tell you. As you know, I read this like I would read a real Dragon magazine back in the day. Right. And when he was critiquing this other article, which I wasn't familiar with and didn't seem, I I moved on. I didn't I, care. I, but I just I found it interesting. Yeah, it was. He's going on about uh, the difference between morality and ethics. Wow, I didn't play the game that way. I didn't care. Well, you just slaughtered two elves. Right. And, I had no no qualms about it. No, you weren't like stop. I uh, didn't read this. I don't. I don't see your scrolling. You don't see it, really? No, I'm still on anti paladin. Oh. So you have to tell me what you're on. Oh, uh, hold on. Let's let's see. I'm gonna try it again. How about now? Do you see it? It's black. You can just tell me what it is. You don't see anything, really? Yeah, I just have black. Well, that sucks. Okay, well, I'm going to try this. Uh, okay. Do you see that? Nope. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> All right, so now we're, we're passing the uh, Minion Legends, the Barbarian North, and the Youth of Juliet Wolfhart. I don't, I don't, I didn't read that. It seemed like history. I didn't care. I hate to say it, but probably was yeah, good. Yeah, I didn't either. All right, moving on. Women want equality. This was interesting, right? I mean, it's still... Uh, uh, I think we're still dealing with some of this today. I think a lot of it hasn't changed. So, oh, And some of it's gotten a lot better, thank goodness. So this was by Gene Wells and Kim Mohan. And I, I was always in the impression Kim was a man, was it? But I guess Kim is a man. Kim right. is a man. Right. So yeah. got me, this got me confused when he <laughs> wrote Women Want Equality. He's not helping the confusion. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> what's he, but what's he supposed to do? He asked I'm a man. Well, just don't write the thing Women Want Equality because I'm, sure I'm sure he now got a bunch of mail at the time from women going – Go on with You're yourself. You're Ms. Mohan. Right. 
<laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure your husband doesn't agree with you or whatever the case may be. So, well, the, go the ahead. question, you know, because so we don't have many women play in our games. And I think in large part, that's because we play first edition. And back then it was very unusual to have women players. And, At least and, you know, in our circles, it was definitely. In our, right? I mean, just back then in, 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 the, in the early 80s. Yes. That was unusual. And I guess the question is, why? That's probably a whole other subject and discussion. But why? You know, I, I, I don't, I certainly don't, I certainly want to think that I, our groups back then were seeking to exclude or, or behaving in a way that would deter women. I, I think well, we back were. in that role. We certainly were. Well, look at us. And now look at younger versions of us. Would women want to spend time with us, hours in a table, eating Doritos and in slightly non-air-conditioned rooms? No, of course not. They have better. Right. So, so in other words, it, 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 hopefully it wasn't the fact that we were doing things that would be deemed sexist as opposed to they just simply – we were doing stuff that women had the sense to say, really? Right. No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's I, – I, I hope that's the reason. Yes, that's, I think that is the reason. And then just the awkwardness of – I mean, it's just all the geek movies personified, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, again, depending on what, how old you were when you were playing the game, I think certainly if you were younger, you know, by the time you get to your tweens and teens, the genders traditionally have split up and do ta- things that are not the same, right? Guys right. generally play football and baseball. Girls don't do that. Girls work on certain things that guys don't. And it's, you know, it doesn't preclude people. It just there's a sorting that happens. And that's what happened with us. Now, as we got older and we started being attracted to women and vice versa, um, you know, we, I had the DM whose girlfriend would play. And I told, I've said that thing a number of times where, yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all, you know, if they were fighting, it was, it was a train wreck. If they weren't fighting, it was a train wreck. It was just a train wreck all over the place. Right. Um, but you, you look at, I just remember when I was 19 playing with my friends, we, st- we would go to the guy's house. He lived in a, uh, like a studio apartment that was behind his dad's house. We all smoked. It was, oh. uh, uh, an air con- you know, it had an air conditioner, uh, wall unit. And after two days of playing D and D where we just pass out where we were playing, get up, who would want to be there? If you weren't, yeah. it was, you know, smoke and diet Pepsi and the bath piss and what else? It was disgusting. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, so we didn't know people, the, the, the entrance, the barrier to entrance was pretty horrific. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, but late, you know, you look at Bill Fawcett, right? He was very fortunate. He met uh, Jody. She was a gamer. And some would argue that's, not some would argue, pretty awesome for him because he's found someone who he's married and they have a lot of hobbies that they share. Well, he probably would watch the way we were playing back then and be like, guys, yeah. You're never going to get any girls like this. That's right. Exactly. Seriously, guys? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was horrible. Yeah. So, um, again, there was some interesting things. And that there was a tension between uh, 
you know, hack and slash and that women don't want it. I mean, we've played with women and, and they enjoy when we were doing that live play. They had no problem slaughtering the orcs and stuff. They're having just as much fun. So I think there is, the, you know, there's prejudging and stereotyping, and, and we just need to avoid that. And it's, and it's problematic. I think as DMs, we do have to be careful, regardless of who's there, that it doesn't go beyond the pale. Like you know, murder is totally fine. Every, you know, that's kind of, kind of comes with the currency of of killing monsters, and that's why they have to be evil. If you start getting more complex. It does, you, and you have to be careful with, you know, sexual assault, these type of things. And you would hope you shouldn't have that conversation with grown adults, but you have to have that conversation with adults that they're not going to go there. Um, and and as the DM, this is where I think you would hope the party would police themselves. But as the DM, you're the host. You got to make sure if if you got a player, you know, especially you and I, we tend to run games with open tables where people can just show up, and you've got to watch out for shenanigans yeah you need to make sure everyone's comfortable at your table yeah and you got to be very alert to that exactly you got to pay attention and that that is i agree with you i think that's your job you're the host it's your game you need to make sure that people are comfortable and people aren't being demeaning uh absolutely so and then here's another person uh as a female player her name is kyle or kylie i assume not kyle so everyone, this is, this is the, and uh, my, my mother insisted on calling me Jamie when I was young. And then mm-hmm. the bionic woman came out and I uh, said, don't ever call me that yes. again. Yeah. yeah. Right. So what does my wife call me? Call you Jamie? Yes. Yeah. That's what she calls me. It's your marriage. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause she heard my mother say it. So she's like, yeah. oh, that's what I'm calling you. I'm like, great. Yeah. Okay. All right. You just announced that, you know. I don't care. Oh, okay. Yeah, whatever. People want to don't call you? me that. No, don't block, you? I'll block you. No, I don't care anymore. I'm old. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, so, and, then my, and then my brother was Stefan, so I didn't like that since I had to be called a girl's name. I called him Steffi. And he I was going to say, Steph, Steffi, yeah. Yeah, he didn't like that. Mm. All right, so this was interesting. She, basically, she's saying and arguing properly that you know, there's been a lot of female characters who... Uh, can be fighters. There's archetypes for female strong characters, and that makes perfect sense. Um, though there always have been the challenge of that Gygax in first edition, if you played a female human, you couldn't get as strong as a male human. And it, We didn't question it back then. Now it'd be like, why are we doing that? Who cares? Just give you, you know. But now, you know, um, you know, they would... Uh, now the challenges, I'm sure you may have not heard because of our latest political challenges, that they're looking at not having racial differences. Yes. And I'm like, this is a fantasy game. I think it's a bigger issue if you are ascribing human beings to certain races and that they are an analog for that. That's, you shouldn't be doing that. Orcs are orcs. <laughs> they're not an analog to our... You know, this is not Planet of the Apes where... We are a, uh, an allegory to racism in the 60s. We should be doing that. If you are, you better be careful. Yeah. You know, I mean, my view is let's have different games for different people. You know, so if, so if, if you know, Wizards of the Coast want, it's their, I, you know, look, it's their game. 
if, if they want to change it, it's up to them. I mean, you know, they're obviously, you know, they got to sell games. Right. And so a lot of this obviously is driven, I think, by the market too, right? I mean, why are they doing this now? Right. Because it's, it's become an issue um, with consumers, some consumers. And, you know, look, if, if, if there's people who are old school that orcs are evil and they should always be evil and Wizard of the Coast moves away from that, I assume that you will have competing games. And that's, that's the way the marketplace works. And you can always change it, too. Right? I mean, that's the great thing about these games yeah. is that you can adjust. It. I mean, you could play a game where you have good orcs if you want. Right? Sure. You can totally flip it. the script where yeah. the, or- the elves are evil. I've seen that. You know, the orcs are the good guys. And, but it's, it's, not a, um, it's not done to protest something in current society. I mean, if, if you're going to do that, uh, you know, that's a different game. And there are probably better games to do that with, is the thing. Yeah, I guess I, guess I, I, I got to tell I, I find it, I'm just, I'm not terribly interested in that portion, in, in the debate, in that realm, in right. the fantasy gaming realm. Bring, to me, and honestly, to me, it's like, because... Do it. You play the game you want to play. You know, if 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 you want to not have works or not inherently evil, go for it. You you could have done that in nineteen. You've always had that opportunity. Go for it. Right. And I'm not going to get all jazzed about the fact that a company might change that officially. Because to me, I mean, we joke about. It. I mean, we're we're probably the, the last people to joke about. Well, you know, our rules aren't really rules because we sit here and what we do is talk ad nauseum about rules, which we've always recognized. You have, you have the power to change whatever you want and, and, and make the game the, the right one for you and your players. So to me, I'm, you know, it's like, what's, is there a right, there's no right answer. Is there a right answer? Really? A right, are orcs evil? There's, how can that be a debate, in my opinion? There's no right answer. You're, yeah. Well, there, there is a right answer. It's in the book. It's law, orcs are lawful evil. <laughs> Monster manual. That, yeah. If that's the game you're playing, absolutely. If that's yeah. what you want to do, absolutely. If you want, and that's what I want to do. If you want to play, you know, according to the the, the first edition, nineteen seventy seven. Yep. You want to play by this book in nineteen seventy seven? You choose. Go for it, and that's what we'll do. But that's a choice. Yes. We have a choice and we make that choice. You don't have to make that choice. So. And for us, because we do run an open table, we run open tournaments, we don't want to push away people who would either be offended or not feel like their character has a place um, because they're being marginalized. But we also are not here to, um, you know, again, try to make this game a, an analog of our real world. People play a game to get away from the real world, to be heroes. And we should allow people to be heroes but not have a situation where, uh, you know, again, we're, we're reading into this is an analog of our, of our current thing. That's my well, it, it Well, it would make no sense for me anyway because I'm anachronistic here. So in other words, you know I'm, I'm doing this because I want to play first edition. I want to sort of relive the experience I had back in the day. Yep. So it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Look, I understand. Look, there's certain things that you know should probably have always been excluded, and 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 you know we didn't you know do those things back in the day. But orcs are evil. Is that's that's 
big time debatable. That's not the kind of thing that's clearly problematic to me. It's, and so I have no problem. If I'm going to go back for nostalgia and play this, it makes no sense for me to jettison orcs as being evil if I'm trying to get the nostalgia that I for the early 80s that I had. So to me, it's sort of, you know, I'm not going to bring in things that are that I think are troubling, um, but I'm not going to jettison those things either that to me are the heart of first edition. That's the heart of first, first edition, right? So, right. Exactly. But, that, but we're, James, that's, we are, we're the past. We are the past. We're the past, right? And that's, we're, we're, we're a diminishing group. Uh, we're not a market that Wizard cares about. They shouldn't care about us at no. all, should they? No. At all. No, and I think uh, modern games should take modern things. That's what I, you know, I've always, yes. there should be a fifth edition. I hope there's a ninth edition. There should never be, it should be a time capsule that you can adjust if you want, but if you want to play it that way, that's fine too. Um, and, and the fifth edition, and if there's a sixth edition, it should accommodate their audience. Absolutely. And if I'm part of the audience, great. If I'm not, I mean, I hope they wouldn't try to preclude me. But uh, I, would, I would also hope that they could include as many people as possible. And if people don't want to play that game, so be it. I think for us, because we try to attract people, we've had all kinds of folks come to the open table. And, and I'm tr at least trying not to exclude them right off the get-go. But they gotta meet, people got to meet halfway, too. That's I guess, is my other point. I know that I'm not trying to actively dissuade you from playing in my game. Give me the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and give the party the benefit of the doubt that you know you're going to play a character that's not going to try to provoke people from having problems. Yeah. All right, we've beaten that to death. So uh, Lakafka talks about starting a campaign from scratch, and this is interesting, but it's a lot of right reading. So if you want to read it, feel free to. They talk about creating a party and how you. Uh, and giving out spells, which I thought was interesting for that, based on your campaign. I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. Uh, so keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. campaign. Uh, next time, try a cleric. This is kind of makes fun of the whole resurrection multiple times, the story. It's okay. I yeah, fiction, right? So who's, who's on page? More importantly, who is on page? What page is this? 26. Of staves and strings and other things. Who wrote this article? Dan, do you know? I can't remember. Uh, wait, oh, is it, wait, it's about the crossbows and the bows? Yes. Wait, the staves. Oh, Bill Fawcett, right? Bill Fawcett, that's right, our dear friend Bill Fawcett. Yes, yes. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, Bill Fawcett wrote this and, and kind of goes over both. So, you know, again, uh, uh, even 40 years ago, he's writing great articles, so... It kind of just, just talks about why they're uh, the advantages and disadvantages. So that was pretty good. Then there's this Tom Muldvay, another you know titan of our you know, writer of the basic set that you know basically was my game with AD and D. Uh, Giants in the Earth, classic heroes from fiction and literature. I guess it's good. I never read them, so no offense. Yeah. Ah, now we're up to sage advice. Yay. That's it's my favorite part. Always a crapshoot when you got Gene Wells doing this, which we like. I like her. That's right. I'm a Gene Wells fan. Yes. Uh, so the first one is, can a relatively weak magic item such as potions gaseous form be used to fulfill the function of remove curse? She says no. 
which I agree with. Yes, I agree with that one too. Can't use potions, potion of gaseous form to remove a curse. It makes no sense. Yeah, the ring, the ring that does it, the ring will just come right back on. So yeah, that seemed like cheating. So uh, interesting idea. It sounds like players were giving this DM a hard time, and he wrote in to get confirmation yes. that it can't be done. So yes. Uh, okay. I love that. Is there such thing as a lawful and neutral paladin? And we have a dwarf is one. No, it was great, and, wasn't it? Because yeah. the, the last part, we have a dwarf, was not the question, really. Right. And, of course, Gene Wells picks up on two problems. What are, what are the two problems? Well, that's lawful neutral paladin. Right. right. And, that, and a dwarf is a paladin. And a dwarf paladin. Both don't exist. Exactly. So. Ex except in Dan's game, and then he gives it to me. Wait, I thought, did I allow it first? Yes. Maybe I did. 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 I? Yes, I did. Yes. I know. because oh, You know why? Because I'm like the anti-paladin. You are, you are the no anti-DM. <laughs> I have no courage. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm the anti-DM. Um, yeah, you know, I, what's interesting is, do they not have a player's handbook? Wh who writes this? Uh, look, I can understand that you might be writing in, is it okay if I'm the DM to permit a lawful neutral paladin who is a dwarf to bend the rules? Right. But they seem to be asking this like they don't know the answer. I mean, usually you're asking, this sounds like I'm, I'm seeking a by-the-book answer. Well, who doesn't, why would that be confusing? I mean, you know what? Maybe it's people don't have, they can't afford the book. You know, when you're young, you can't afford the player's handbook. They don't have a copy of it. But so that surprised me, so... All right. So yeah, that was that was a pretty easy one. Yep. Okay. Uh, and again, I'm not going to go through all of these because we're 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 getting up on three hours, which is plenty. So there's a lot of interesting. Was there any other ones that you? Well, you have uh, to tell. I can't remember. Well, the one is the other one that I thought was interesting. If a character changes alignment from chaotic neutral to chaotic neutral good, does yes. the character have to lose a level? Another one. What's chaotic neutral good? Yeah. Right. Now there's tendencies. Lawful, again, neutral, evil, good. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I didn't find anything. I found it entertaining. I always find Gene Wells entertaining. But I don't know that there was anything in there that was particularly useful, if I recall. Like, oh, that's how that works. Or, oh, yeah, that helps. Was there anything? Oh, well, it's a ghoul paralysis, of oh, course. It's a ghoul paralysis they talk about again, yeah. Yeah, okay, but I want to mention about the ghoul paralysis one, because I find this entertaining. So, because we've had this image, you just kind of walk around the halls. And ask people. Right. Now, number one, Dragon is in a different location, right? I think Dragon is in a different location. At this location. time? I think so, maybe. I think so. So Lawrence Schick, I assume, is over in headquarters. How does Lawrence Schick get asked? I mean, I have tremendous respect for Lawrence Schick, of course, but he's what he's head of. Is it because it was in T1? So he's head of what modules at this point in time? Yeah, product production and design, it says here. So how does Lawrence Schick get asked this? And what I love about it is, is it just says, Lawrence Schick says this. It doesn't say, well, the authority would be Lawrence Schick. It just says, Lawrence Schick says it's this. And, and, and what, gas or more? Yeah, gas or double, it says. No explanation of, number one, why Lawrence Schick is being asked. Number two, no explanation of why gas should be more, creating more confusion. This was, you know, they really should have done is, you know, and then there's confusion as to, well, does it also apply to carrying crawlers? What's that? You know, you know what they, you know what they should have done, what Jean should have done, but she's scared. What should Jean have done? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. 
You should have gone to Gary. Right. Right, exactly. But it she is what it is. She should have just gone to Gary and brought an end to all of this. Um, so, yeah. So it just creates more confusion. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I don't get too worried about it. But, uh, and the other thing that is interesting, like I'm, there, there, and this I think is a legitimate question about resurrection and poison versus raised dead. Because if you raise dead someone who's poisoned, they die again, if I recall. Uh, you, have to, you, have oh. to, you have to, but this one is like, does resurrection fix it? And I, oh, I like the okay. answer, that the resurrection okay. does take care of it because it's a super powerful spell. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't, I didn't realize, that, that question would have been more interesting to me if I'd realized raised dead, it, that doesn't work. You come back still poisoned. So yeah. thanks for the pro tip. Uh, let's see. Okay, so moving down, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So last one is good hits and bad misses. So Dan, why don't you explain uh, why you why why you like this and and use your the first time I saw it was in your campaign. So we used it back in the day, and we know of course that Gary says no critical hits, no no fumbles. So by the book is no critical hits, no fumbles. Tradi players generally don't like that. Gary said that he, if you're going to use it, it needs to go both ways. And, and he believed, if I recall correctly, he wrote that when you tell the players that it works both ways, they will then be dissuaded from wanting a critical hit or fumble system. I don't think that's true. I think that players are still interested in it. We know, of course, that this is probably one of the biggest house rules, wouldn't you say? Yes. Uh, having some, yeah, having a, some sort of critical hit is one of the biggest house rules, if not the biggest house rule. And so it is, you know, it's kind of like landing on free parking in Monopoly right. and getting, right, you put the money in the center. Uh, so most players did it, most groups do it, with a 20 is a, a critical hit, a one is a fumble. And what's interesting about it is still to this day, even when players know that you're not using critical hits and critical fumbles or, or, and fumbles or any system like that, when they roll a 20, they still get excited. Right. There's, right. I mean, I think we, we can't get rid of that. And I don't know if that's because we used critical hits back in the day or because it's just it's the 20, it's the highest you'd have it anyway. But there's still this rush that when you get a 20, it feels like it should be something special. And a one, I mean, we all go ugh when you roll the one. Right. And so I think most players, groups back in the day, did. We did 20 as double damage. And a one, I think you dropped your weapon. What did you remember what you did back in the day? Well, I, we went back and forth on it. I think one, yeah, we definitely, there was either a saving throw or fumble or a 20 was double damage. I mean, that's kind of what we do today. But uh, I think you, you using this system for a while changed my attitude. I was never a fan of double, as, as a player, double damage and fumbles because they're much more catastrophic to the party. Um, especially if you get multiple attacks. You, you, if you get multiple attacks, uh, you know, you have multiple attack routines, and you roll a one, you're screwed. Yeah, this, this system, so, and let me explain why I like this, if you're going to use a system, it's quite deadly, and as you've pointed out, it's very deadly for a low-level party. It's deadly against them. So maybe Gary was right that they, they, they at least should be dissuaded from using it. So what is it? And I think it's what Carl like Pellegrino or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so Carl Pellegrino 
comes up with this system, and I like it because what he argued was the 20 from the 20 critical hit doesn't make a lot of sense because if you need a 19 to hit, for example, that would mean that 50% of those hits are critical hits. So 50% of the hits against a monster that's hard to hit all of a sudden become critical, and that didn't make a lot of sense. So what he did was he added an additional layer. He said if you need a 14 to hit, and I'm going off of memory here, but then you roll a 17, right. then you now re-roll and you have a 3% chance of having a critical hit. Right. And I believe it was the same with the fumble, that if you needed a 14 and you rolled a 5, you now had, what, a 9% chance of a fumble. And, and, and so this was nice because it then, you know, it wasn't 50%. I mean, it, that was perfect because if you needed a 19 to hit, the only hit you, you get is a 19 or a 20. The only time you'd have to roll a 20 for a critical hit, it was just a 1% chance. And so it now it's sort of apportioned it appropriately right. uh, and reduced your chance. It, it wasn't so high. Now, the problem is, and I know I think that, so I used this system. I also like the system because there are catastrophic stuff. There's charts where, you know, you, somebody loses a limb. And I, I love combat, which is colorful. And although I agree that it bogs the game down to have hit locations, and I'm not a fan of, big, of a lot of hit locations, um, I do like periodically to you know make it colorful. And I do think these make it colorful. You've dropped something, you've you've got so there's this tension I think between not wanting to bog the game down and combat down, which is already slow enough. With the same vein, wanting it to be colorful. And the problem is, is if you don't have a system like this, then you're just left as the DM sort of making up what happens. And that gets hard. That's a little strain on the DM too. So I like this injection of color. But the problem is, is there's two problems. Number one, it's an extra die roll. And all I think the time. You, That's all the, big... the time. You guys started rolling your 20-sided to hit along with percentile dice right. to do it all at once. But so it slowed it down. Um, and and it didn't bother me. I actually like extra rolls. I, I like rolling dice as a player. So this idea that, oh, I, you know, I love the random. So this idea, oh, I've got a 2% chance now we have a critical hit. That never bothered me. But you you tell me because I think it, it, it bothered the players, or at least some of them. Yeah, I'm not a, I wasn't a fan of this system. I'm still not a fan of... of double damage or critical fun as a player because combat again i take combat if i'm a player as the last resort the players who like fighting and then they get smoked they're the ones who should be like they, they don't understand what combat's about just like the 21st level magic user and hold person if there's a chance to die you don't you want to try to avoid that you want to right. you want to put everything in your favor and there is, there is no advantage in this system. I mean, there is some because of the, uh, you know, the better chance you have to hit. First of all, my, a lot, some of my players have trouble figuring out what they need to hit, let alone. Yeah. So that's, that grinds the game down. Right. Then you have these wild swings of things. So for me, this system is very colorful. I like it. But it reminds me of RuinQuest. It reminds me of Merp, you know, the targeted things, which Gary was very passionate about in the DMG. This is an abstract combat. We're not trying to make it realistic. Then, of course, he spends pages trying to make it realistic, but the, the idea was to, to do that. Um, I've tried to get rid of double damage and, and fumbles in my game. The players love it. They want to have it, to your point. So my version is 
you, if you roll a one, I try to reduce the frequency based on this, which I appreciated. If they roll a 20 or one, they have to basically confirm it. I, I, and there's different rules for that based on, so fighters have a better chance of uh, confirming because they have a better chance to hit and they have a better chance to avoid the catastrophe of fumble because they're more proficient in fighting. That's my rule. Um, and what's, I, how do you, what's the confirmation? So roll? they have to roll another D20 and hit. So if they oh. they don't they don't roll again they don't roll a d twenty until if they if they roll a twenty to hit then they roll a, another attack and if they hit a normal attack then they confirm so, so it's th- kind of in between so it's kind right. of like a, it, it, it's a softer version of Pellegrino I mean so in other words you still if you need a nineteen to hit still a larger percentage are going to be critical well no I guess that's not no you're right because you need another one to hit so you right. need another nineteen. Exactly. Oh, so I like that. So if only if you do a twenty or a one, and then you got to roll to see if what happens. Hit. I like that. And most of the time, it doesn't do anything, which is yeah, good. that's nice. That's you know yeah, you, that may be an improvement on Pellegrino. And then what do you do? And then it's double damage. Then it's just double damage, or a fumble on the other way. Or, well, it's, it's well, and that's when it gets a little more complicated. It's either because again, if you have multiple attacks, and a lot of times they'll roll their attacks both at the same time. Well, then you don't know, is it the first attack that had the fail or the second attack? So they have to roll it one at a time, which slows the game down, not a fan. But if they roll a one and they confirm the fumble, they don't get any more of their attacks. And they potentially become prone and, fu- and fall down, which is bad enough. They, right, from you know, that point forward. They don't cut their heads off and all this other stuff. Right, you don't use those charts. Yeah, no. okay, very interesting. But I think, again, and we saw, I think, first encounter had critical hits and fall again. You're you're probably going to end up trying something because I think players they like it and they want it. Right, but it's I'm not saying you shouldn't use it, but just be aware it slows the game down. Yeah, I think give it a try. So if you're looking for a critical hit and fumble method, I do encourage you to use good hits and bad misses. We always used it. We always liked it. I I still like it. so, yeah, I encourage people to give it a try. The, the last part that's a problem with it, too, is some of these are so catastrophic. We already yes. have the situation where um, if you go down to zero hit points, if you play old school, your guy's out for a week unless you have Death's Door, which, you, which is from the book that shall not be named. If you don't have the Death's Door spell, there's nothing you can do. So right. you've got a guy who's out a week. The player is now doing nothing for that session if they don't have multiple characters, which right. is never fun. All right. The last thing real quick is, because now we're over, is there was a great top secret uh, adventure in here, which I'd love to see Nick run top secret for us. That would be great. Yeah. Well, I'd like to real quick mention, I also like how to build a cloud castle. Oh, yeah. Ed Greenwood had magic items in there, too. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was who did cloud castle? Because I think it was a few people did. Uh, yeah. Where is that? I'm so it was scrolling. actually how you describing how you'd go about building a cloud castle. And it was very entertaining. Yes. Because it's step by step, and you know you got to make the cloud permanent, and then you do force walls. And I, didn't, I didn't care for the giant squid. I didn't care about the dragon. I did not squid. like the ground squid that comes up, and yeah, you know, so the monster. I, I didn't like that much either, but I did like because, you know, to me it was sort of like it's interesting. Like the cloud castle was sort of like some an article that you'd see in like Magic User Illustrated. Yeah, exactly. So right, or or you know, so okay. popular popular magi- popular magics. Yeah, exactly. It's in popular mechanics, exactly, right? So popular magics, and it's like, oh, this is oh, this is awesome. What Roger Moore to... was the person who did. It. Roger, see, everything Roger Moore touches turns to gold. Gold. So, so yeah, I thought that was very entertaining because it was, you know, that's kind of cool. 
I mean, I'm not a big fan of high-level magic users. I don't like the game when it reaches that point. But I got to tell you, building a cloud castle, and what was so entertaining about it, in my opinion, is it wasn't just like, oh, let's do a spell called cloud castle. It was, no, I'm going to take it's, it's, I'm going to take the existing spells, right? And I'm going to describe to you how you go about building a cloud castle. And wouldn't that be cool? So it just comes floating by. It's like, yeah, there's, there it is. There it goes. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to be like, oh, it's just, I'll just, it's magic. You do it. No, he tells you step by step. It's like an instruction manual. Yep. How to build. It's like Cook's Illustrated now. How do you know? Uh, how you cook something up or something, a recipe, how to build a clock. So I thought that was pretty cool. Well, very good. Uh, Wait, that's go what are you eating? Hey. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> well, that was Dragon 39. So I think we're ready for our D10 and wrap this puppy up because we've got a game in a few hours. That's true. I need a nap. Okay, who's rolling it? You roll it. Okay. Divine Intervention. I Can you see that? Is it a 10? A one. Oh, it's a one. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense now. All right. Well, uh, looking forward to uh, tonight's game, part two. We've got some folks. If you are playing, be sh make sure you're on Skype at 6.30 so we can test everything. We'll be recording them. And then we talked about, you know, I think part of the reason what we like of the stream is being able to show people how we DM 1E so people can appreciate it. I don't see that in a lot of live streams. So what I'm hoping to do, we'll, we'll see what happens, is uh, show what we what the module we're running, and then I may break it up by encounter. So like Team 1 did this in this encounter, Team 2, Team 3. That's a lot of work, and now I have AD&D, the movie, to work on. I don't know if I have time <laughs> to work on that. So we'll, we'll see if we, if we get to that. But uh, again, we look forward to that. Who do, and uh, we have Jason Elliott on our next show, April 8th, August 8th. Uh, who is now the owner of TSR, which is super cool. Yes, very cool. So we're looking forward to that. So for Grog Talk, I'm James. And I'm Dan. And we'll talk to you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This is Big Publishing Puppy Production. All rights reserved.